We are the ultimate bad review. Roll camera. Camera rolling. Roll sound. South speed. You look in the camera and Runa take, you're dead. Marcus! Action! You know Quentin Tarantino? I love his movies. I fucking hate Forrest Gump. There's nothing left for our kinds of movies. Take back the screen! The Directors Guild of America will bring down its swift sword of justice on you rank amateurs. The enormity of their stupidity is just overwhelming. <laughs> Alright. Now so, we're, I hope I didn't get that, has, that coughing fit in there. <laughs> has anyone determined if they're going to watch Madam Web yet? Man, it's getting really tricky to not watch Madam Web. It I, kind of is. It's one you of those, guys are crazy. It's you like, guys do this It's too. everywhere. It's like Morbius. It's worse than Morbius. It's everywhere is being the worst movie ever, ever made. And that is what's enticing you guys and, you, and you'll and you go into it. Because it's like The Room. The it's Room gonna, is the worst movie ever made. Like, but that's the most entertained I've ever been in a movie. I'm it's not a fucking superhero movie at the same time, too. That's what really might throw me off it's true i will say that with nick there is always the chance that it could be a room situation yeah where it's just or the room excuse me um not a24's not brie larson's room room. yeah but it could be the best thing ever but i i think that it is going to be more on the mediocre bad side but i still want to see it just because i feel like i can't critique it without watching he's got the fomo He's got the yeah. FOMO. He got, he got the Madam Web FOMO. I'm a they will head. not get me. I promise <laughs> you that. I am not going to see this. You Joey guys will be is alone. not a certified yeah. webhead. No, not at all. My God. Damn. Yeah, this... I, the tweets, I see the warnings, and I know that I will just be miserable. But... Yeah, you guys, but you guys do enjoy... Like, even The Room, like, I like it, but I don't love it as much as you guys do. Like, it's funny, and it's its own thing. It's in my top ten best movies ever made. Yeah. Oh, it, it's, it's so good. Definitely like not it. there for That's me. not even a cap. Like, it's legit, like, like number eight. Like, That's it's so it's one of the it's one of the most important movies in my, I do in my life. I own it, and I, I own, it's like, great. less than 20 movies, and it's one of the movies I own. See? It is. Which is yeah. crazy. That could be Madam <laughs> Web. <laughs> yeah. That is, 21. Yeah. It could be Madam 21. Web. 21 is Madam Web. That would be crazy. That'd be so nuts. Yeah, I think I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I also don't, own I don't October Baby, so that's oh, my standard. Make for it 19, man. Yeah, that's I awful. know. Should just and it's signed by the director. Even worse, you couldn't couldn't pay someone to take that out of your hands. I know, right? We just have to cap it off with with Lost Highway. Oh, yeah. yeah, let's go. It would be a and truly curse. It's coming for you. <laughs> oh, it's coming, man. Maybe even next week. It might be my pick. Man, that's true. Next week is Matt's pick. No, oh, Who knows what I'll pick? I, I, might be. I don't know. I actually have no idea. You haven't told us at all. Do you know yeah. what it is? Yeah. Okay, 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 okay. okay, okay, okay. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if at the end of the episode you pulled out like the, the communal list and you're like, that one. That's the one I want to do. <laughs> all right, you don't have to out me like that. I do keep a communal list that I just kind of run by. <laughs> I didn't do that this week, but you guys already know this idea. I have said it in the past and you guys seem okay. to, to okay. like it okay. so we'll I, I personally i'm excited so, so. i know it's not lost highway because i wouldn't it's have not lost highway yeah <laughs> I, I was just, damn sounds just, like i'm calling out sick like, next week <laughs> no. did you know that today that this is our 80th episode <gasps> that we're recording right now Whoa. i didn't know that Congrats, until, guys, i didn't know that until today somebody was was messaging me or, or my friend kylo was messaging me earlier about 
Like, she's like, what are you doing tonight? I was like, oh, I'm doing the pod. And she's like, oh, that's fun. I was like, yeah, it's so crazy. And I was like, I don't think I've ever told Kyla about this podcast. So I don't know if she's like, oh, Nick's starting a podcast. <laughs> so I was like, let me look this up really quick. And I was like, holy shit. I just yeah. put out the 79th episode. So I was like, yeah, yes. tonight we're recording our 80th episode. We will hit 100 episodes this this year. Yes. That's dude, crazy. Give it all for homelessville. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> dude, this, uh, honestly, what you know wouldn't be here without you guys because there wouldn't be a show but yeah. at the same time i wouldn't want to talk with anyone else this much True. i know i, I know we're, i know we're only at the 80th episode it's like we're kind of having our 100th episode at our 80th episode yeah. <laughs> man i just am so thankful for you guys right. <laughs> that that is a lot like 80 is a it's a lot number. dude that that's yeah. a lot of episodes and i really i've really enjoyed this myself too like yeah. just watching i've seen so many movies i would have never seen Mm. Um, we're developing skills that I never would have thought that we're developing. Yeah. Like, yeah. kind of having a conversation. We're able to bring people into these conversations. It's yeah. really interesting. It is cool, like, the community that we've been able like, as, as small as it may be, but, like, the community that we've built with this show is so weird. Like, because in yeah. my mind, I was like, it's literally just going to be the three of us listening to this. And then it turned out you guys weren't even <laughs> listening to it. So, I was like, I'm the only person who's <laughs> just, like, this. one of us listening yeah. to it. Yeah. <laughs> And so to, to hear like people like people have messaged me to be like, man, like you really you guys really revitalized like my my love for movies. It's been so cool. And like I get messages from people of like, hey, I'm watching this movie, or hey, I want to watch this. Is this any good? And I'm like, this is crazy. What in the yeah. world? People looking at mad at parties, going, you're the movie guy. <laughs> yeah, I am that guy who did watch Chip and Dale. <laughs> yeah, and with Salo. with Salo. with Salo. Yeah. And these are my two co-hosts. <laughs> I, talking about Sallow, I had a guy come in and, to install internet today, and I saw that that the book Nick had gave me for Christmas was out, and so I like quickly grabbed it before he could see it and moved it away, just in case, just in case he knew. <laughs> Because that is not something you have out. Yeah, there's that, like no even because even if you don't know what the book or the movie is, like yeah. seeing that in someone's house, yeah, is alarming. Yeah, oh, I had to hide it, put it in my bedroom. I've sure never thought about. I've never thought about the uh, implications of that just being on my bookshelf, like in my living room. Do you think he it's saw? Probably... No, no, I don't think he saw. Yeah, it was looks insane. Yeah, I don't think he was aware at all. Good, but yeah. Yeah, probably, was, probably that's better. A, not a not a not a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I he, it is definitely something that I will probably keep in my bedroom now that yeah. it is free or <laughs> it is put away. Like I, I the nervousness it it would bring me for someone to actually recognize. I'm like, oh, I don't want to talk to that you about this. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, apart from the crazy gifts we've got on the show, apart from. The people we've met, the people we are meeting, um, yeah. I'm excited to meet more people. I'm excited to to keep cultivating the relationships that we made through this show. I'm really thankful that we even started this, and yeah. it's every time we end up recording an episode, I'm like, there's another one that we just completed. In a way, in my mind, yeah. it's it, it's cool to think that we're building something, even if it's just for our own reflection and yeah. our own sense of enjoyment, and that makes it way worth it for me. Make your podcast. Make your movie. That's yeah. the yeah. theme here. Exactly. Make your own thing. Make your own thing. Damn, yeah. Matt. That got really, real wholesome and touching here yeah. on our 80th on episode. On the 80th <laughs> celebration That's episode. just a taste of what's to come on the 100th episode. <laughs> Matt's going to full-blown cry. It's going to be crazy. No one, no one's there. 
No one's gonna say a word. Matt's just gonna cry for ninety minutes straight. Yeah. Welcome to the eightieth episode. <laughs> where that will not happen. You tonight. can you can totally you can bank on that. Happening. You can bank on that. and You can dip before that before the hundredth episode if, if you're if you're that afraid of it happening. Well, um, we I mean personally, I'm thinking we could make it work. Like we could we could release uh, episode hundred. A, which is the normal episode, which it's just completely normal. We don't even talk about me crying, and and then there's hundredth episode B. That where sounds it's like just me crying. That sounds like lost media, where it's just like, does anybody remember that podcast that did movie reviews? Did anybody happen to catch their hundredth episode special? <laughs> Not a lot of people remember it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was living in a dorm at the time. <laughs> it just like turns into like a verbal story. Yeah, it's like yeah, one of those like, creepy yeah, pastas. Yeah, yeah. Like you're just like still shots are like moving. Yeah, the there's an episode where one of the co-hosts just cries the whole <laughs> time. Nick and Joey aren't heard from once during this. <laughs> <laughs> Something stupid like that. That's awesome. That I... <laughs> so everybody in my office, all my coworkers, not like my, my employees, but all my coworkers have now found out about the podcast. I don't think any of them have listened. Well, I know one of them listened to it, and he had a weird complaint, and I'm not even going to address it. So. All right. And then my boss like called me out about it in a uh, in like a work meeting last week and I was like oh shit <laughs> I didn't know what to do so I just rolled with it I was like I can't lie now yeah, I'm like now I'm caught yeah. so I was like yup I have a podcast and he wanted me to give him a shout out on the show <laughs> and here it is so here it is here it is I would like to thank my boss Seth Malachi Wilson hey. he hooked me up with a certain website it, a website that is is great because it's not technically pirating, but a website that just plays like has every single episode of Power Rangers from like its inception up until like last year. What? Yeah, it's insane. That's a goldmine. Thank you, Seth. Yeah, I'll 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 send the link elsewhere. I'm not trying to get this shit doxed, but it it was. Oh my god, it was like, cool. this is so great. Yeah, and it's like all in like 360p quality, so it's like, yeah. yeah it works. It looks nice. great. It looks just as like, it looks like it, I imagined it would as a child. Every, yeah. But every episode. Every single wow. episode. Well, I can't and the movies. And the movies, I think, were in there, too. Wow. Okay, well, I can't wait to go back and watch Cobra Rangers, so like, that's going to be, be fun. <laughs> go, go, Power Rangers! I'm so, like, I've watched the first couple episodes of the of Mighty Morphin, because it's Mighty Morphin, and I was like, this is so fun. Yeah, too. So, thanks, Seth Malachi yes. Wilson, a.k.a. Yes. Boss. <laughs> thank, thank you, Boss. <laughs> what a great shout-out. Um, how's your guys' week been, though? Pretty good? show so far yeah we're coming up on the oscars quick we just got a package we did yes we got our oscar trophies today um there are 50 oscar trophies added to the 24 25 i think we have from last year so there's 75 little miniature trophies this year because every year we're like this should be enough i don't know why we think that (laughs) i'm like because our our deal is like if you get the nomination right you get the oscar Oscar. i don't know why we thought 25 was going to work in a room of like 10 (laughs) no did not work at all yeah so we have up the game here now there are 75 which will still not be enough but next year maybe it will her nomination that they get right yeah uh... it's supposed to be little tokens so that that way you can look around the room and know exactly and how the, much people have. And the yep. most, the winning uh, ticket was yours, right? And it was eleven, right? Well, I think I thought it was fourteen. Oh, maybe it was fourteen. I think the year I won was eleven. Eleven, yeah. It's like yeah. I got a little bit more than you, so yeah. Man, I never get it. 
Dude, it's... I got, this like, is your year, though. This is about to say, you guys have gotten it. Yeah, it's Nick. your turn, bro. I've been, I've, I don't know. I got, Part like, of it is gambling, honestly. You just yeah. kind of are like... And that's my you're problem. You're hoping that one movie's going to sweep. My problem so. is that I never gamble. I just am like, this is what I think should win. And so it's it's never uh, what I think they're going to pick to win. It's just like, if I, Nick Catrufo, were uh, uh, in charge of all this, this is how it would go. Yeah. Which is why I always lose. Because <laughs> the Academy doesn't understand. Yeah. As I'm learning when we talk about our Oscar they, picks, Jesus Christ! Yeah, the movies we've had to watch for this. Scrape at the bottom of the barrel, but apparently I'm in. I'm I'm about to go into like good good shit in, the, in these last yeah, few you movies. Ha- you were talking about it yesterday. The movies you have left. I think you have some of the best movies left. Like May December. <sighs> yeah, Rustin. still still haven't done May December. <laughs> yeah. You need to catch up. Yeah, I dude, will. That's a good one. I, Eventually, I, really I will. I will get yeah. there. I mean, but like, luckily, as Joey was saying. These are movies that we think you're gonna have a good time watching. So yeah. that's why it's yeah. that's why we want you to catch up because we we want to know your thoughts ultimately. <laughs> yeah, yeah. About, about the <laughs> I'm excited to see what you yeah. think about I May know. December. Yeah, exactly. I yeah, think that's right. gonna be the next one I watch just because I'm like it's it's like the I think the most hyped one on my list at this For point. Sure. Everybody loved May December, so yeah. I do want to see what what's going on there. It's just like the plot of the movie is just kind of like whatever, and like the weird like after it got nominated response of people being like it didn't get enough Oscar nominations I was like alright this movie is not that good yeah. you have like of all the movies like, it doesn't matter how good this movie is it is not as good as Holdovers Oppenheimer or Poor Things I think I think one big thing is people really <clears throat> wanted Charles Melton to be the uh, supporting actor yeah nomination which I I kind of understand he was really good yeah and there are some supporting actors that I'm um, not that it's I don't think really about, right? Sterling Brown what the Sterling fuck Sterling Brown yeah he should have been in there over Sterling Brown for sure. Which is sad. I love Sterling Brown. But it is is what it is. Welcome to the Academy. This is just typical. They're always going to let us down. I, I don't know if we're ever going to run into an Oscars where we're just vibing with, with every pick. Because yeah. I, I feel like <laughs> every year there's always those weird movies that just make it onto the list. and yeah, There's no that, explanation. I, that's why I love doing these Oscar movies because like yes you're gonna watch some really bad movies but you'll also find some gems that you would have never watched no yeah right right yeah and, and even some like performances yeah right yeah. exactly like one of them I watched was The Color Purple I would have never watched that if it wasn't nominated for an Oscar nope and I didn't hate it no and there were yeah. some great performances that I would have never seen if I if, if I hadn't uh, watched all the Oscar movies but then of course I had to sit through Elemental <laughs> So really, that's another movie, yeah. Yeah, that's a whole nother can of worms. Yeah, for sure. Indeed, it is. And yeah, welcome to the can of worms podcast. That, I was say, what Matt. a segue! <laughs> I've been trying to like the problem is I had the perfect setup and then like we moved out of the topic and uh, I was like shit, fuck! I've been trying to get back. So we're just gonna we're just gonna jump into we're just gonna jump into um. Speaking of lost media and creepy ah, weird shit, welcome to the Shot in the Chaser podcast, a podcast where we wrap our heads in tinfoil and attempt to make contact. On tonight's episode, our shot is Denny Villeneuve's Arrival. Ba-boom. Interesting movie. And then to chase this down, we have what I consider to be the single greatest piece of found footage media ever crafted, Matt Reeves' Cloverfield. Thank you, hey. Matt Reeves. Thank you, J.J. Abrams. I will follow you into the maw of hell. <laughs> I'm Nick. I'm Matt. And I'm Joey. Hell yeah. I cannot wait to become insufferable and ungovernable during this fucking episode. <laughs> hey. Hey. We're here for it. Honestly, I had a great time watching both these movies, and I, I still like them today. Um, 
Both of them still hold up. Arrival's newer, but we'll get into yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Well, before we get into that, though, what you've been watching? Well, I get to talk about two movies that I adored very much mm. and upon first watch, so I'm, th- I'm thankful that I watched both these. Watching them in the same day, wouldn't recommend doing that, but <laughs> I'm thankful oh, that I dear. watched them. First movie is uh, David Cronenberg's Crash, which came out <laughs> in 1996. Um, movie is bonkers, I'll just put it that way. Uh, it's about people who um, get off to car crashes and they of course get into car crashes and then they have sex with one another. Um, yep. pretty, pre- pretty graphic movie, a very, very sexual movie. But man, does it take you on a crazy plot journey? And I, I thought it was <laughs> definitely worth it. If you love Lost Highway, you'll fucking love this movie. Um, Joey, right up your alley, man. Second yeah. movie that I watched in the same day. Another David Cronenberg movie. It's called Naked Lunch. Dude, now, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> Are you okay? Why yeah. would you do this? Yeah. Why would you watch anything that wasn't like animated listen, after Crash? Listen, like, <laughs> Clay and I have been working through David Cronenberg's movies, and we're not at the normal ones yet. We're at the crazy ones, right? Yeah, now. of course. They're, you don't get to the normal ones for like a while. It's <laughs> true, but we're almost there. <laughs> um, but yes, Naked Lunch. Naked Lunch is about a. Well, I'll just say it was written by a writer who was addicted to heroin most of the time. And so it comes across as this weird like autobiographical tale that involves a pesticides man who he's, I believe, married to a lady who gets hooked on the, the powder. And then the movie, without explaining how... The man gets addicted to the powder, and he starts hallucinating okay. and, and seeing a bunch of different shit. And one of the things that he sees is, is this bug that has a hole. It looks like an anus on on its on its back, and it talks out of it. It like talks to him out of it. And okay. and uh, anyway, that's all I have to say about that movie because it is crazy. But it's kind of like Inherent Vice. It's it it is so crazy yet he still solves the case essentially <laughs> even though he's not a a, de- a detective he gets pulled into this weird crime thing oh and okay. uh, but you think it's a crime thing I don't you don't you don't really know because it's like so much you just have to watch the movie it's well worth the watch though especially if you like practical effects it's incredible so yeah, would, I would definitely does recommend that practical effects well. Really well, kind of, yeah. kind of really his, his well. staple. But yep, yeah, uh, catching up on Oscar movies, uh, I watched Elemental, oh. Color <laughs> Purple, Eo Capitano, or The Captain, and then Twenty Days in Maripol, which was crazy. Yeah, heavy. Yeah, good lord, man. Twenty Days in Maripol, very heavy stuff. That that one I would give a warning to like whoever's gonna watch it. it it's it's great. It's informative, but. And you should watch it. Yeah, I think yeah, it's, it's, I would recommend. recommend. It's heroin. Yeah. If you're gonna watch any lot. of those movies, I would even say if you're gonna watch any one movie off of the entire Oscar season, I would say to watch that one. If if you if you're looking for like the the most real thing you could watch, essentially, like Oppenheimer's good, but it's like a fictional tale of a real thing. 
this is like a this is real this yeah. is what's going on right now yeah, yeah it's a documentary um so i'm very thankful i watched it but it's also crazy too i mean mm-hmm. it's, it's harrowing okay that was all I watched. What about you, Joe? You don't have anything to say about the movies that you watched? <laughs> oh, well, I mean, they're Oscar movies. So well, how I, was I mean, Elemental, I mean, bud? Come on. All right, all right. I didn't know. Yeah, how was Elemental? Know. Because I've been, I kind of read your review. Shit about it. Yeah. All right, listen. <laughs> elemental is not... It, it's not as bad as what I was anticipating, okay. but that does not make it good. I'll just okay. put it that way. Sure. I, I, I thought it was going to be unwatchable. What do you it think was of the not theme unwatchable. Theme? The ending. I know you probably skipped through that, but... <laughs> the Yeah, I, well, I mean... Yeah, Did you do the, that 10-second thing? Ending, yeah. Um, <laughs> one, I definitely skipped through this this movie, um, especially after we get past the... I know that when they start holding hands and it turns into steam... Oh, okay. The, the, no, when he turns my, into steam, basically, at the end. At the very, very end? Yeah. See, it's like, I don't think I, I remember watching that and then <laughs> but then he like he like gets so absorbed into unplugged. the uh, wall into like the walls and they just say sad things to make him cry yes that remember? i don't know if you remember that i will i got to that point the reason when, yeah it was that i hated that part that was, part like almost ruined i think is the reason why i hate it so much I had too many reasons before that moment yeah. to essentially finish the movie. So yeah. it, it, it it's not that I... If I would have been in a theater and I bought a ticket, you guys know me, I would have watched the whole thing yeah. and I wouldn't have gotten on my phone. The fact that I'm <laughs> watching this on my phone and okay. I'm in my house and I'm on my lunch break, yeah. I just want to get through it. I, like, get that. I just want it to be over. I, yeah. I'm, I'm just trying to watch this so I can say that I kind of watched it. So it's... I kind of did the same with Elemental. I watched it on my phone at work. Yeah, and, and like, there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. But I'm just saying, I just kind of skipped through, through it. it. Yeah. And 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 some, I'm not gonna lie, some of these Oscar movies, I do do that, and it makes me feel like a fraud. But at the same time, you know, we get the vibe. They are yeah. bad to the point where I do, I just don't want to sit there. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, if the movie's yeah. bad, like like yeah, well, turn it off or skip it. through it. Yeah, yeah. So Elemental, there were one the design. Of the characters, I just yeah. never connected with it. I can't. I They're can't connect goofy with it. Looking. Um, Especially the, the water one. I thought that the immigrant parent story is very touching, but it's yeah. like sometimes it didn't make sense in this weird elemental world. And it's like the movie wants me to make these connections to real life immigrant parents. Yeah. And this weird elemental world thing. Yeah, but too. they're like so just I'm like, they're a flame. What the fuck does all this mean? Yeah, it, yeah, it, 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 like, was, it was just weird it... to balance all. Yeah. That. Um, and the, uh, one thing I thought was weird was the paprika type soundtrack. What? It sounded like almost like paprika. The movie paprika? I've never seen paprika, so I don't know, but yeah. Wow, that's news to me. But, um. (laughs) When would Joey have watched paprika? I don't know. But yeah. But, uh, yeah. That's on you. Elemental's got this weird. You never showed it um, The. The uh, subtitles would always yeah. say New Age Music. So I'm just going to say it was New Age. Yeah. <laughs> but it was Whatever weird. the fuck I'll that means. It, yeah. It's, but, but at the same time, <laughs> once again, it wasn't as bad as what I thought. I'd probably give it like a two, maybe even a two and a half if I was feeling generous. So okay. it wasn't like terrible, but 
like people who are saying this is like the best Pixar movie or this is better than most efforts they've done in the past years. That's psychotic. I, yeah. yeah, I'm like, this I it's like kind of crazy. I feel like people didn't like this movie. I actually don't even get the Oscar nom. Yeah, but say it was unanimously pretty hated. It yeah. has a 3.3 on Letterboxd, but like, I don't remember seeing a single good review for it. Yeah. And it was like in and out of theaters almost immediately. Yeah, and pe- yeah, people talk bad about it. Well, the funny thing is, like, when you go on the letterbox page, there are a lot of good reviews for this movie. Yeah, like sure. a lot of people like this movie. I mean, just in in simply giving it like a four, and I'm like, that's yeah. really high for this movie. You must not but, watch a lot of movies. I mean, you know, everyone's got their own taste, but yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, another movie that I thought was going to be. Well, I didn't know what to expect, honest to God. The Color Purple. Just because it was a musical. So you did it. I did it, yeah. 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 How was it? It made me want to watch the original. I don't know if I'm ever going to watch this again. The girl that's nominated, she does a pretty good job at her performance. I'm so surprised she's not nominated. It's actually good enough to where I was like, why was this not nominated? Yeah, the main girl should have... Well, I don't know because that's lead actress. I don't know if she should have. There's a lot of great people in that. Oh, but um, You're talking about the... The girl that is nominated. The girl that was in prison. Yes. That, like, went from, like, this joyous being. She did such a good job at that to, like, this, like... Danielle... Yeah, like, or wait, Dan- Danielle Brooks? Danielle Brooks, yeah. yeah. just, like, shell of a human being. You could, like, she... You could tell, like, she was no longer there. And then, like, got it right back. And it, it was it was a really cool, like... How's the character development? How's the music? It's big song and dance music like yeah. dance it, number it, it actually works though i'm, I'm, yeah. I'm Damn, i may have to pull this it's, off of my no fly list yeah, it's like it's like <laughs> yeah, southern gospel oh i love like black southern church yeah. type yeah. music is, is the vibe and some songs were written for it and then there's like some covers in it yeah so it's and you like might recognize works. some of the music okay and, yeah all right it's i've i have removed it from my from my skip list I elemental mean, i think is going to stay on the skip list the original is not a musical, right? No. Okay, I didn't no. think so. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. it's all... original is uh, directed by Steven Spielberg. But yeah, I mean, I mean <laughs> I, watching watching this one, it made me want to uh, definitely watch the original. I like this, though. Uh, but once again, it's more a rewatchability thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was good. Like, uh, it, good enough to definitely check out. Um, the Captain, I had a great time watching. I thought it was yeah. a great look into the the, the immigrant's journey, but it was um, fictionalized so that that way they can give it a happy ending. But it's like if you look into the true events of it, it's not a necessarily happy story. So I thought I thought it was done really well. Kind of like 20 Days in Marpol. Um, Marpol is more very... Like this um, just happened last year. Like exactly. Mario Polo is like, like a we're real event just that just happened. Events yeah. That, yeah, it's more like news documentary. Uh, the the captain is more like this is what's going on all the time, and this and like here's a a, a fictionalized look into yeah. our most realistic way of depicting how immigrants are treated moving from Africa to Europe. I like I guess yeah, to Italy. Yeah, in Italy. Yeah. Yeah. So pretty crazy. Okay. Crazy. That one I I, I I have been very excited to watch. I haven't seen that one yet. It's good. Yeah. It's worth it. But yeah, they, I feel like the reason why I try to skip over all these Oscar things because it's like we're like talking so much Oscar movies, but it's Oscar we have season. To. It's Oscar season. We have to. It's not gonna be this way forever. So how, how many do you have on your list? 
of movies? That is a great question. I'm at eight. I've got a impressive number, I think, at this point. <laughs> I know, dude. You Joey's probably got you like got two, rid of... <laughs> if not one. And it's the there, one no one can find. No, there, yeah, there is. Yeah, one. I nobody have Tiger. I have almost. Together. I have all animated shorts. So that's five right there. Oh, okay, Nine, the shorts. I don't. Uh, I I don't have a lot. I haven't even I started the ten. the shorts. What do you other than like? Henry Sugar. What do you mean? What just about like movies? Golda. Golda, yeah, that's it. Golda. And and to kill a tiger probably because you haven't well, seen that's the documentary. Yeah, it's like that's the thing is like documentaries I haven't seen yet. So like I have oh, okay. so 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 Golda to kill a tiger, the eternal memory, Bobby Wine. Oh okay, you got some good ones left. Documentaries yeah. will be easy, and they're they're not too long, and they're interesting. Yeah, and like I want to watch all these movies. And Golda so. is basically a documentary. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. He got a lot of uh, historical yeah. retellings, or, like Napoleon, Oppenheimer, Golda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Historical, and then even kind of like um, the Captain is almost kind of like a historical. Yeah, it's based retelling. on a true story. Yeah, yeah, hmm. yeah it's a good one. Um, yeah, uh, I'll go into the movies that I watch. I did watch a good bit of the shorts. I'm just gonna name a couple. Oh, nice. Um, Wait, the animated shorts or just, uh, just all the shorts? I, I haven't seen. Where'd you like, find them? The the animated ones, I've only seen one of them, and that's um that's actually the one I, I want to mention. That was probably one of my favorite. It's directed by Jared Hess, and I think his wife, who made Napoleon Dynamite and uh, Nacho Libre. I I know. An animated last night. short that's not Oscar nominated. So it's five senses, and it's Is actually that... really good. Yeah, ninety five senses. That's on YouTube, I think, or it's what? like a website. Yeah, that one I found very easily. Okay, well, we can find yeah. that later, dude. Yes, though. Yeah, that one's that one's pretty good. And wow. and then another one I'm gonna mention um, is Night of Fortune. That one is really sweet, and it's about someone like going through losing their wife. And it's just, it's kind of short. It's, well, it's 25 minutes, of course, and it's a short. That's not bad. But it was a, it was a pretty good one. Um, it, it took a unique take, uh, and uh, it was kind of sweet at the end. I was, I was tearing up a little bit. Um, and then I'm going to mention some really bad ones. One of, the, one of them is the ABCs of book banning. That one is like 45 minutes, so not short at all. It's, it's pretty long for a short. And uh, it's, a feature it's just about like books that are banned and there's like in like libraries yeah and sure it's like interesting but the way they present it is just so dull and boring and they have just children talking about how much they love these books and how you know i i don't want to read the books in my library because i'm on a 10th grade reading level and i'm in second grade i don't want to read second grade reading level books i'm like okay i get it but Maybe they don't need 10th grade. I, I don't know the logistics. Maybe they're right, but they didn't really make a compelling argument. They they It was dull. It was boring. Mm. Um, and then another one, uh, short, it's called Invincible, and that fucking ruined my day. It was it was Invincible? short. Yeah. It's, it's literally... It's action short. Yeah. Um, it is a, based on a true story, which makes it really much worse um because it's just about a guy who wants to kill himself and does and it's like made by his sister this this live action short was just like directed and made by the real life sister um so what the yeah that like that was like really not a fun watch (laughs) yeah i don't get why it's nominated for an oscar um okay 
it sure it shows like some of like the reasons why he let what led up to the, the the suicide and maybe you know things could have been changed but like my god was it depressing <laughs> oh my god that, that shit just it ruined my day i was so just like it done uh, yeah, after that, that i just wanted to go like home i watched it at work too oh my god <laughs> yeah um not great um and then just like some movies of course i watched the color purple the captain but I also got to catch the Flame and Hot movie. How's that? And that's an Oscar nominated. Technically, it has the original song, which is only played in the credits. It's actually not a bad movie. It got me emotional. I do think it's because I had just watched um, Twenty Days in Marypole, <laughs> Color Purple, and The Captain, which are very emotional movies, and I was just like in that state of mind, and so I, I kind of teared up to the Flame and Hot movie. Nice. Um, which is kind of embarrassing, but it is what it is. Um, you got no you shame. Yeah, let yourself. It's, a good, it's not. It's a good movie. It's it's interesting. Um, and then I also watched the Teachers Lounge. Um, Yo, oh, nice. Yeah, the Teachers Lounge is so good. Right. Yeah. Right. I really liked it. Nice. Um, cool. Uh, they. I mean, I think the, the girl they cast as the teacher does such oh. a great job. Incredible. So, so She's such a convincing teacher. Like, I'm like, this is a teacher I had. Yeah, right. Sure. <laughs> um, and she's, you know, I really liked her character. Like, she's someone you want to root for. But you also get, like, what do you do in this situation? Like, because there's a part of me that believes the, that the secretary woman is guilty. Oh, no, she 100% is guilty. There is no yeah. doubt in my mind that she did it. Yeah, that's that's kind of how I feel, and yeah. and so it's like I don't know what I do in this situation. Like I, I would go try to find a, a job at a different school, but how does it work overseas? Is it really that easy? I don't know. Yeah, that's yeah. uh, kind of scary, but it was a great movie. I honestly, for international feature, it might have my vote. Like that, that's mm -hmm. really what I I think might like could win. Damn. What do you guys think of that uh, that ending? It took a second. Cause I didn't yeah. like it, it, it like immediately, and then like I, I texted you, cause I was like, how do you interpret this? Cause I was like, I don't want to blow up here, cause I feel like I'm just not understanding. And we texted a little bit about it, and I went and rewatched the end of it probably five times, and by the end I was like, I get it. I think at least I have my interpretation yeah. of it. But my um, interpretation is that they that he just stood his ground, he wouldn't move, and they had to carry him yeah, out for sure, for, for sure. sure. But I think that. Is there, okay. I think that the main thing that you find that, or at least that I I believe in, in the end is that the teacher calls the mom right before that, yeah. and it's like you are using your son as as like a, an object of a war here. Like this is not that you have to stop doing this. Yeah. And she's like, I'm not doing anything like that. And, and then she's like, Okay, well if if you fail to do this, you're go we are all going to fail. And I think in that moment it just becomes very clear that like it's true. The mom is 100 percent just like. I'm going to fight this to the end, even though I'm definitely guilty of it. And yeah. I know that I'm guilty of it. So that's like, she makes a scene in almost every scene that she's in. And when she's not making a scene, it's the very first time you meet her. And it's the teacher coming into the teacher's lounge and she hands her a diary and is like, can you put this in the lost and found? And she goes to open it. And, she, and the teacher's like, uh, you wouldn't re you don't read these things do you and she like shut it. she's like oh no I never I would never do something oh, yeah. like that and it's like scumbag that's so yeah. weird and scummy then you get the video which like I agree like not great there not definitely great. was another yeah. way to do this but it did happen and now 
the thing is, like, she has an easy out here. Like, she could just own up to the thing that happened and then move on and apologize and everything's fine. Yeah. But that's not what she does. She makes a scene at the, at the, at the teachers, at the teachers conference. Yep. Uh, or the parent teacher conference. Um, then she starts weaponizing the kid and the whole time this kid is just like being tormented at school mm-hmm. and then she, she gets a hold of like the middle school newspaper and is like, let me tell my side of the story. And it's like, you fucking freak. What is yeah. wrong with you? So like, there is no doubt in my mind that that woman did it. And at this point, like, it's like, you shouldn't even be like allowed to be like, I want to like file the biggest, like, like crime report against you. You are such a pain in the ass. Like, yeah. You stole my money. You're weaponizing children. You're talking. To, you're being. You're approaching middle schoolers to tell your story of things. Like, grow the fuck up, man. Give her the fifty bucks back. What's wrong with you? Yeah, seriously. It, it's. Yeah. What did What did you take away from it? You just saw it as it, as he was just silent protesting. Well, not. Just, no, just yeah. Just I I just ground. wonder, like, because like there's a part of me that also believes that like that is how it would go. Like they would believe the parent. Like, there's oh, no sure. way that she's... I, I think she's going to get away with it. Right. And she's just going to get a new job because, like, the parents were turning on the teacher. Yeah. Right when she... Right when the shitty secretary woman comes in and is like, yeah. let me stir the... Let me just stir the pot here a little bit. Yeah, more. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a that's cool. I literally just finished it, too. So, like, nice. two hours ago. So, it's oh, like, still, like, in it's my fresh. mind, it's fresh. Yeah. It's, uh... Yeah, that that's... I, I didn't see it as such a clear-cut answer. I thought there was a lot left up to interpretation, but oh, honestly, sure. thinking about it and you, you saying that, I think it's, like, so evident. She definitely did it the way she's just acting. And that's what, like, she's acting like an actual guilty person would act yes. like right. in real life, which is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Makes it even better. I, I really like that movie. I, I gave it a four and a half on Letterboxd. I really Same. Liked it, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was a great, a great little confined stressful story and, seriously uh, i i i also had a great time watching it um whenever whenever i did get get through it i'm thankful that that we're able to talk about the ending because I, I thought it was open-ended too i do think that that um star shirt lady uh whatever office secretary um definitely did take the money um how it went about it definitely just a mirror off of nick not the best way that 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 the teacher went about that but i think that at the end i took the 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 kid's silent protest as more of like standing with the teacher in a way of like he didn't want to leave the teacher's room because he had to go back home and he had made a definite switch in his mind like okay my mom is doing something kind of fucked up right now right but he didn't know he didn't know what else to do he's like i can't go i can't run away from home and I can't really say anything because I broke this window and I acted like a crazy person just moments ago. So I'm just going to sit here and just, like, not do anything. Yeah. Which, is that is that what happens? It's it's not directly after he, he shatters the window that that scene happens, right? No. no. He like, gets suspended. Yeah, and he then gets he suspended comes back. and then he comes back and then he just sits down in the chair. Yeah. Yeah, see, I think I think it's after the 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 suspension that something switched, but I could also definitely see him just still being weaponized by the mom, and that's and that's just the end of the story. Is yeah, like, you don't know what's gonna happen. This war is still going for like, sure. Nothing got resolved, and that's kind of like an uncut gems. That's why I've always kind of compared this to uncut gems. It's yeah. not as 
Not as crazy and hype as. But it's definitely that same like if you like Uncut Gems, you would love this. Keep going, yeah. Yeah. It's like things just keep getting layered on, and yeah, we're only in a school, but it does get as stressful as being a teacher could probably be, Mm -hmm. without leaving the confines of the school, which is very. It's well done. Yeah, I thought it was well done. Exactly. So yeah, I'm thankful you guys got to watch it though. Cool. Yeah, that's all I've watched. What about you, Nick? So. I did, like I said, watch Teachers Lounge. I also watched Twenty Days in Marple, oh. which was haunting. Yeah. Like there was nothing that could have prepared me for for how like shocking that movie was. Like I was like, it's I know that I'm gonna see something fucked up. And when like the PBS logo came on, I was like, all right, it's PBS. Like it's gonna be. It, they have how their, bad could it be? Right? Even they have their limits. And I yeah. was like, oh, that's like a dead kid. <laughs> and yeah. It just oh. it kept being shit like that, and it's just like. If it's not a dead kid, it's weeping parents. If it's not yeah. weeping parents, it's buildings just blowing the fuck yeah. up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All the while, this like very like droning narrator is just like, we were stuck here for days. We have to sleep in hallways. There are so many people, and there's just like this like lo- like that's yeah. playing over the whole movie that just makes it like so much. It's like irreversible. Where there's like that hidden note that's being played the whole time to make you way more anxious. Like I felt yeah. like that was the movie's already making you very anxious did, did you guys see the uh documentary that won last year navalny no the, the guy that it's about who is running against president or against putin for presidency he just died like a week ago too so it's like it's like on with that tied in with like the mirror Paul and all Christ. that it really is just like bad in russia right now wow. uh, <sighs> and yeah and i have a feeling he did it did not die in his own no. volition. No. It's just scary to think. Yeah. God. Yeah. Makes it worse. <sighs> so I uh, so twenty days in Marvel. I gave it a five. I think it's it is a must watch. So Everybody good. should absolutely watch this. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to say fuck every weird review that's like another documentary that's that's about that has dead kids in it at the Oscars. Come on, fuck you. What yeah. the fuck is wrong with you? So yeah, great movie. Then I watched another Oscar movie. This is tied for my least favorite Oscar movie. Nyad being one of them. Yeah. Nimona comes in, though. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is this? Nimona. Dude, dude. Yep. Number you one. More Nimona hate. Dude, number one. The animation on this is awful. No. <laughs> like, and no one's saying that. Which like, is crazy. Wh- which is insane. Including me. Yeah. I'm not saying How that. are you not seeing that the, w- there are walls that are just not rendered? There's a Come scene. On, man, there's dude. one scene that I, I, I nitpick I and I know. I pulled it up recently. I'm like, I love, I love this animation. Chaos. That's so crazy. You're an agent of chaos. I must be. There's a there's a scene where Nimona gives Ballister like, a plate of tacos and the taco, it's the same taco model three times. And I was like, what is this? Why is it? Why? This looks stupid. And the, for a movie that has 15 minutes of credits, you couldn't make three separate tacos. You couldn't render the background. You couldn't, like, make it so that, like, every object interacts with each other. There's just, like, scenes where, like, there, there's, like, a scene where, like, Ballister's, like, face down in the grass. And it's, like, he's just, like, like laying there. Like, the grass is not interacting with him. There's just grass around him. It, it, it was very jarring on the eyes, and it felt like like a PS3 like indie game, or like just a step right above the... Uh, yeah, that's the picture that I sent Matt. <laughs> Matt is showing us a picture that I sent him 20 minutes into this movie. I was like, I don't know if I can do this anymore. <laughs> Look and, at how he's laying on top of the, of, of the grass texture, though. He's just laying on top that's like, of the that's grass That's like texture. Jimmy Neutron movie-looking fucking effects. <laughs> 
I also okay. <laughs> I also felt like it's like it's like those. It reminded me a lot sure. of the Barbie movies that like that came out in the early two thousands. Oh, don't say that. That's, it's like oh, I know exactly what you mean. Hand, yeah, exactly. Like, there's like clipping and shit. It's whatever. It's it's poor design, <laughs> and I hate crazy. that they're like it's an artistic choice. It's like no, this is just lazy. This is just a bad movie. Like it's okay to own the fact that it's a bad movie. And I also felt like it couldn't, like, the the point of this movie is just to be like, oh, just because someone's different doesn't mean that you need to, like, hate them. And it's like, we know. Tell me something different, please. And I'm like, that's just me. I know it's a kid's movie. Right. It's like, isn't it made for kids? I I mean, because, like, I'm annoyed, too, just because it's so, like... Kids are going to see this. Every scene is like just about that thing, which is. Kids are going to see this and be like, AI's goaded. And that's the problem here. It's so. It, yeah. Half of it feels AI. I don't think any of it's really funny. And I felt sure. bad. At the end, I just felt bad for Riz Ahmed. I'm like, you're a king, man. You do nothing but hits. What the yeah. hell are you doing here? <laughs> Wanted to play his hand in the am- animation. Do something else, the man. The paycheck was probably good. I, for what? For an independent movie? <laughs> With 15 minutes of credits, so yeah. the, money, <laughs> the money's going yeah. somewhere, yeah. man. All right, he got his bag. He'll be able to pay them. That's fair. All right, so regardless i did not like nimona yeah i am bummed what, that it is on that it has been nominated what would you give it i gave it a one and a half and i stick by that that wow. was a, i would yeah. never i would never it's watch it and great. i would never recommend it's a it to four it's and i i don't i haven't seen it in a while but i rated it as a four when i saw it I so just, i mean like i understand that coming from you I don't know. But it's been it's, a minute. It's okay. There's, yeah. I, like, listen, man, once again, I said I, okay. I could definitely sit there and talk shop with someone who likes Nimona, but I just did not connect with it. No. For that. Yeah. Like, I would probably give it like a two. It's like really hard to give it a two and a half. Like, like elemental. Ah, they're probably both twos because it's like, I was going to say, I give two elemental two and a half. It's like, I can't give that two and a half either. So they're both just twos. I don't wow. want either one of those movies to win anything. I really don't. <laughs> yeah. I would be so surprised if they did, but I feel in my gut that Nimona could win the animation category. Which yeah. Which is kind of insane to think about. It is kind of a shocking, like that, that scares me. I feel like yeah. it could. It I want it has to go. Hockey. It has to go to Boy in the Hair, and it just has to. Oh. Damn it. I might just vote for Nimona on Oscar night just for that. You just psychopath! The, You're yeah. gonna curse the whole night. Uh, I know. Well, hopefully, hopefully the Academy just picks the right choice. It's not a threat. It's a fact. Yeah, right. It's not a threat. It's a promise. <laughs> the parakeets are the right choice. And then uh, the last thing that I'll that I'll bring up in detail. I watched um, Strange Way of Life. It's the uh, that short film that um, Pedro Pascal and Ethan Hawke did about being like gay cowboys that yeah. Saint Laurent put out. How was that? No. Not great. Oh, it really? was actually pretty lame. I was pretty bummed because yeah. Saint Laurent does like really like colorful like colorful movies and very like weird cinematography that I I love. And I was like, gay cowboys, Ethan Hawke cool. and Pedro Pascal. I'm so fucking yeah, in. Let's and do it. Let's like go. twenty minute, not even. It's a thirty minute movie. So I would say probably like twelve minutes in. I was like. Okay. <laughs> I guess, like, what are we I, doing? What are we doing here? Because nobody's acting. Like everybody is very clearly just saying words, except Ethan Hawke, who is giving like his like hundred and fifty percent in his performance. He is so in it. Even Pedro Pascal is not good in this movie. Really, he's very like he plays a very frustrating character, who's just again just kind of saying things. Yeah, I was I was pretty bummed about it. But the movie is like it's about um they're. They were lovers years ago. 
Um, they go their separate ways. Pedro Pascal has a son. That son kills Ethan Hawke's brother-in-law's wife. So it kills his kill, yeah brother-in-law's wife, who um, his brother-in-law had died like years earlier, and so he was taking care of her. Pedro Pascal's son kills kills him or kills her, and then flees. And then Pedro Pascal shows up the next day, and he's like, "I still love you." And Ethan Hawke's like, "Dude, I know that you're like lying. I know that you're doing this to get your son out of this." And Pedro Pascal's just like, oh, "You have no heart." You're a villain, and I was like, "Oh, this fucking oh, blows!" Wow. And then they they find the son, and the son literally is just like when they're like, "You need to." Pedro Pascal's like, "You need to get out of here." And he looks at me, he's like, "She was a whore, father." And it says it just like that. I was like, "No, this blows." No. And then fucking Pedro Pascal <laughs> shoots Ethan Hawke. Oh. And then he lives, and then they fall in love again. And oh. I was like, "This sucks, dick." Literally and and like literally and metaphorically, this sucks, dick. This is awful. What? Yeah, this yeah, was such a cool concept that is like bo- like so awful. Like Shock I gave it a two, I gave it a two and a half. I may bump it down to a two. Just even saying it, like saying the plot out loud, to sound like this is bad. This is like not good. It, it doesn't, doesn't look sound. good. It doesn't sound good. The plot sucks. Acting's bad. There's really nothing going for it. Yeah. Um, and then I watched two short films that I'll bring up here later, um, but I watched The Cloverfield Files and Megan. Cool. Can't wait to hear about those. Remember those names. They will come up later. Cloverfield Files and Megan. Before we get into Cloverfield, though, let's get into our shot this evening, which is Denny Villanueva's Arrival. Matt, what is Arrival about? Arrival came out in 2016, and the tagline goes like this. Why are they here? (laughs) Why are they here? And then the summary follows. Taking place after alien crafts land around the world, an expert linguist is recruited by the military to determine whether they come in peace or are a threat. Coming in at a 4.1 in Letterboxd. Wow, yeah. Which is pretty pretty good. Um, Believe it. When did you guys first watch this movie? Today. Nice. <laughs> really? I had never Dope. seen this movie before. It had been on my list forever. Wow. It's, it's one of the only Denny movies I haven't seen. Cool. And I was like looking for an excuse and I brought it to Molly that I wanted to watch Cloverfield for the show and she's like you should do it with Arrival Boom. and I was like Instant genius pairing, this yep. was such a good idea and yeah holy shit crazy crazy first watch really kicked myself a lot during this I was like why did I wait this long this movie's been out for almost 10 years why am I just now seeing this but it's worth it oh for yeah, sure it's worth for it for sure I, I mean I saw this when it first came out or like really? shortly after i i saw it in theaters i'm pretty sure nice um but i remember not loving it that's the crazy really? part i remember being like that was okay i didn't i i wasn't a big fan of it and i probably haven't seen it since because of that because in my mind i'm like that was just a little too over the top like mm-hmm. i i really yeah i was wrong so i will <laughs> that's like I will over admit, the top <laughs> but in my mind that was always like a a movie that was uh, not a movie i loved and then I remember watching Blade Runner and Prisoners and, and of course, Dune. And I'm like, okay, I must just be wrong about it. <laughs> like, I, I, it was the first Denny movie I had, I had seen. You had seen, technically. Yeah, yeah, but not really knowing it was Denny. Right. And then coming, you know, so at watching all of his movies, realizing he is this, you know, crazy director that's doing it this the master. best. Master, yep. yeah. I knew I was wrong. I, I, I knew, even when you said last week, I'm so excited, because I, I get to kind of watch this with, like, fresh eyes, almost, because oh, I'm yeah. like, what? I knew the plot, I knew, like, how this ended, and I knew the premise, especially with the language, mm-hmm. and I remember the language being in circles, 
but yeah it's it's so much better than i even remember yeah for me i think i think the first time i watched this i i didn't get the pleasure of watching it in, in theaters um i watched it i think either at your apartment funny enough i don't think you were Maybe. home though yeah or whatever i I'm, either way i watched it probably like a year or two ago and uh kind of in the same boat as joey i really liked it i gave it a four upon my first watch and this time around i actually scored it higher but there's not too many options in the higher score we'll get to that uh, later but yeah. <laughs> it's it surprised me again and uh really i i like this movie because there's not a lot of twist movies that can effectively pull off the twist every time you watch it or at least more than two times in a row like you know i, I felt that way after watching inception it was like after you figured it out and you watched it the second time you're like cool yeah that makes sense and sure yeah you're like whatever it doves tails and it's cool but this is like i don't know it wraps you up because and we'll get into this i just think it uses basic storytelling techniques and then it just flips everything on its head without giving it i don't know it, it's like um the twist in like psycho for example it's like oh who's this killer who's this killer oh it's the mom oh no it's the son dressed up as the mom it's like it's like a twist oh my gosh that's so crazy but this is like the twist is more of a of, of a reveal of information. It's kind of hard to explain. I just feel like it's so much more circular. I obviously we're because of the movies like the alien language. It's all circles, but yeah, I feel like the the reveal comes off as more of a enlightenment feeling instead of being like shocked. You're not like whoa when the when the when the twist happens. You're like no way. You're just like what? Yeah, yeah. Because it's like a twist that you're not. I don't know about you. I was not like waiting for a twist during that, the whole movie. That's what like I'm saying. I was just like you're waiting to find out like why they're here. Yeah. Which I was like, that's yeah. not really a twist. This is more of just like a plot development. I just want to know, yeah. And when she's finally like, who is this child? I was like, what I know. Did she just asked. I know. <laughs> and then you're like, it, it is, dude. I was like, maybe I was like, oh, cracks like, it open. I was like, maybe maybe she's like lost her memory when she's in here or something, yeah. and then. Yep. It all just starts to unravel from there, and you're like, no, 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 no. Yeah, like, it's like, so, it's so crazy and so epic, and just like, there's, yeah, I, as a first time watcher, I had no spoilers on this movie. Nice. And I had no idea that's, that's what happened. I had never yeah. even seen the alien. Like, I had nice. no idea cool. what I, like, what I was looking at, but I, I loved, I loved the aliens, and I yeah, loved, cool. I loved their up. designs. Yeah, like, they looked, Fantastic. Almost ten years later, I still love the simple choice of when they're behind the glass. You think that you see their whole body, and, yeah. then, and then when she's taken up into the ship, and then you see the whole thing, mm -hmm. and then she's like trying to figure out how to identify, and she sees like what she thought the face was. Yeah, before seeing the actual head of the thing, you know, it, it, just so many cool elements like that in the movie, and I love how even. What watching it this time through, um, one of my favorite scenes. It's it's kind of funny. It, it's it's whenever the the um, I think it's the colonel or whoever it is. Uh, Forrest Whitaker. Yeah, Forrest Whitaker's character. He visits um, the linguist and he he brings her that recording and you listen to that that like like the alien language. Yeah. And she's like, that's not gonna work. I have to be there. Yeah. And then. She eventually gets there, and that whole scene of her figuring out that it, it's we have to write. 
to them to figure that out. And then, like, Forrest Whitaker. I, I just feel like that whole part of the movie, up until, like, Jer Jeremy Renner. I mean, in even this explanation, I love how it's in the movie. Like, Jerry Jeremy Renner is, like, walking us through how she taught everyone why writing was important. And this is why it made this, this crucial step to communicating with the aliens. It almost took, like, a... Um, the big short <laughs> moment and just kind of like almost press pause on the movie and like Jeremy Renner like explained why Here's this is so Here's everything you need important. to know before moving yeah. on with the rest of the movie. <laughs> and I was like, this is, like it worked though because you're like, this feels like a science experiment. It, does, yeah. it didn't and feel like, in it didn't feel like a, like a like, hey, we ran out of money, so we're yeah, just right. gonna fill the next thirty minutes of this movie into two minutes, and it's Jeremy Renner talking. Yeah, it just it didn't feel that way at all. No, it, it just felt nice. like a damn. Okay, like yeah. let's go. Like we're we did, we're here now. We know a little bit more about them, but we still don't know why they're here. Like, exactly. What's going on? And just, I think, I think for me, there, I I have very little to complain about this movie. The only thing, and I don't even know if it's a complaint about the movie or just in general, I can't find anywhere. Any reason nobody has an ex explanation why they landed where they landed, because that was a big thing where they were like, yep. "Well, they landed in these twelve spots. We thought it was because uh, there would be less lightning, but this is this is not proven." Yep. And in 1983, that one, uh, oh my god, what was it? Sheena Easton uh, had that had a hit single in all twelve of these areas. Yep. And I was like, "There's got to be something," and that's never addressed in the movie. Well, I think it's because like th the way they see time. I think that's why time relates to it they needed to be able to communicate with these people. And they knew, like, these, and this is where they needed to go. Damn. They needed Joey with the facts. And they needed to be able to, like, unite the whole world, and they knew the places it needed to go. I Like, because, to me, this movie reminded me a lot of Interstellar. Like, especially the with the way it used, or talked about time, and the way, you know, like, aliens kind of... Even though you learn in Interstellar, it's not really aliens; it's just humans. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, Always love that twist. It's it's so, so good. Yeah, just like the the way that they try to, because that's that's what humanity is trying to figure out even now is how to use time in other ways and to our advantage, and you know, time travel, you know, things like that. Um, I think you know that there are probably species out there more advanced than us that have that probably more figured out. Maybe they do. Um, maybe they don't. It's so uh, cool to even, but like yeah. how, how that's expressed here yeah. with, with, with aliens figuring that out through language, even Yeah, it just blows my mind. As you were saying, yeah. it's like there, there could be so much more advanced species. And I don't even think about how something as simple as language could unlock this new perspective it's on, the on cornerstone time. to civilization as she said take that you stupid marvel jeremy renner idiot yeah <laughs> <laughs> he was she was right right yeah yeah it's, it yeah this movie is insane i'm, I'm just thankful that that upon re-watching it it was even more impactful it, yeah it, it just makes me want to re-watch it whenever someone brings it up again and they're like i've never seen I know. I would watch I've never it. Never seen it. Right I would watch it again, like because it's also like it's not very long. It's no, a no. it's a quick movie, and like you're gripped from yeah. start to finish. Like there's never a point where you're like, all right, we we've been here a while. You're just like, oh my god, I can't wait for her to talk to aliens. And then <laughs> yeah. they're like, oh my god, I can't see what they wait to see what they found out when talking yeah. to aliens. Yeah. Oh my god, I can't wait for Forrest Whitaker to just be there. Yeah. <laughs> like you're you're having 
I almost wish it was three hours. Like, yes! I, yeah. I think it would have been a better movie if it was three hours. Oh, man. Which is crazy true. to say. Yeah, literally, though. But <laughs> it, it would have it made that scene all the more powerful where, where the um, the leader of, of Japan was like, I just want to personally thank you Yeah. for calling my personal line. She's like, I don't know your number. And he's like, I just wanted to show you this because yeah. I think it would be important. It was so crazy. I was like, are you kidding me? And she starts, like, weeping. It's like, are you this ready is for, so cool. You ready for some insider knowledge? What's up? Yeah. Denny Villeneuve would not tell anybody what the what it was that, that he says to her. However, <laughs> Eric, uh, Eric Heiserer, I believe is how you say his name, who is the um, screenwriter for the movie. What? More of a blabbermouth than Denny. What? Says that the line translates to, in war there are no winners, only widows. Oh, man. Wow. And that's what saves humanity. <laughs> nice. Damn. That's so good. I, I love that. He told, almost. Right? Yeah, like he told instead of Denny. That's powerful. That is a very powerful, and like I can't even That's imagine me like we're about to go to an intergalactic war, and somebody I don't know calls me and says the last thing my wife said to me before she died. Yep, I'd be like, yeah. hold right. everything for a second. Yeah, just, just just wait. Give me a minute. Yeah, I, this this whole movie is is it, full of moments like that, and personally, I'm I'm just really thankful to have a director as solid as as Denny, um, making things like Dune. Yeah, you know, jumping into we're a week more, away from Dune too. Seriously, it, it it just makes me all the more excited because he can take just simple storytelling techniques and make it fresh in a way that you just were not anticipating. Because this movie doesn't really reinvent the wheel; it's just how it presents the information, just completely changes it into something fresh and uh, and and into something new. And I, I don't think that there's even a lot of time travel movies that come with this type of impact with that yeah you know so yeah it, it was it was a great movie i thought i thought it was wonderful and it reminds me of like amy when amy adams is in a great movie she really does such she a great does job. yeah she she delivers she always has Max. been able to but yeah. yeah she just gets cast Some, sometimes, sometimes she's in cool. bad movies yeah, yeah. It's not really her fault. It's, <laughs> everybody's got to make a living, man. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and like, I, there's no shame in that. But when when she's in a role where 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 she doesn't need to perform, she does always pull through. So, yeah, all the all the performances in this, I, I really enjoyed. Forrest Whitaker was yeah. great as always. I just He's love incredible. Love seeing him. I know. Like any yeah. any time I really see him in anything, it's it's really a, a pleasure. So. Even Jeremy Renner was great. He yeah, was, I'm, right. I'm like a notorious he Jeremy Renner hater. Same. I don't think he's ever done anything good until, until I watched this. Arrival. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah th- th- this movie I think he's he's utilized really well, yeah. and I think that that he does fit that that mathematician type role really well. I and think that the movies like out, even like outside of Marvel try to make Jeremy Renner look cool, and it's yeah. like Jeremy Renner's not cool. He plays like the lamest Marvel hero if you're a Marvel fan. Like he's. He's nothing really special. And even in this movie, they, like, tried to make him look cool. But only for, like, like a second, but, like, yeah. it's, like, nerd cool. It's, like, yeah. he's great at math, and it's, like, okay, that's yeah, cool. that's, that's <laughs> like, a human thing to be, like, really good at and really cool about. And, I don't know, like, just, like, his introduction, like, from the minute you meet him to the minute the movie ends, like, it's just, like, 
he plays like a normal, like a person that you would want on that team. Like he's not trying to like swoop in and be like, I'm the underdog hero here. He's not trying to get the spotlight at any point. Like he is very much like we have to work as a team yeah. and I know my place on the team and I'm just going to do my job. Yeah. I'm, I'm just a supporter. Exactly. Here. So he's not trying to sit like steal any time or anything from anybody. And I think that works really well for his character and for him as, as an actor. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I like the, the character decision of, and you know, maybe it was like this in the book, but I liked how there wasn't conflict like past the conflict of just the pressure of the higher ops trying to dictate what she was teaching with the writing. Yeah. With, with the Jeremy Renner and, um, or excuse me, with, 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 with their relationship, sorry. Um, Jeremy Renner is it, it personally, I think really wise whenever, because he tries to come at it in the sense of let's try to give it math equations. And yeah. she's like, why don't we just try to start with something less complex than right. math and then we can work on getting there. And because like, if he did not listen to that, if he was like, no, this isn't going to work. I'm just going to keep on trying to teach it math. <laughs> like that would have just been frustrating to watch in the movie. So, and like, I will, one thing that I will say, conspiracy hat is on. Let me just click this in here real quick. Actually, math is technically a universal language. Oh yeah. When there was a whole bit of, I went on a big deep dive couple months ago on crop circles and there was like these crop circles that popped up i think in the i think it was in england um and they were shapes that like they couldn't figure out and then somebody like brought up like wait it's a math equation and they found in these certain crop circles that they were math equations that would translate to like sentences which i think is also utilized kind of well here with the alien language is that it is a mix of like it's language but it's kind of math (laughs) in order to, to 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 understand it so, yeah, watch it. Okay, aliens also communicate with Matt. Jeremy Renner was not totally wrong, but not totally right. <laughs> well, it, it's like, because I I totally agree, math would have been the the best way to do it. But I think that in this context, because math is a... Is, is 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 a human tool. So, it's yeah. like, like it, 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 it's definitely easily understandable to the point where, you know, an alien could, could copy it and... and that's why we have it, right? Like yeah. it's it's so universal, and I totally agree with you. Um, yeah, but like it, like in in this movie, I mean, personally, it's just the way that the screenplay was written, right? Right. But I think that putting more emphasis on on the linguist draws out that mystery a lot longer. Maybe even Jeremy Renner would have would have figured out to communicate with them faster yeah. if they would have thought about it. <laughs> but yeah. I read also that Denny and and uh, Heiser actually they they created like the full it's a fully functioning visual alien like they create everything and had like they called it a uh, a logogram bible of every single like thing that they were going to have in the movie I think it's over yeah there was over a hundred different designs and seventy one of them make it into the movie wow which is crazy yeah. to literally write your own alien language and have it be so fucking complicated yeah that's really cool. It's one thing to, because like the uh, cre- it makes me think of um, the people who made Lilo and Stitch when they made their own like language for that movie, or even like Navi for example. It's it it's like another step past that to me, because like creating a language, yeah, that that's a lot, but at, the whole visual cyclical nature of this alien's language that's so weird. I'm, yeah. I'm just really fascinated. That, like someone even came up with that, and and it's functional. <laughs> that's that's wild yeah it's pretty cool too like it's a it's a 
a language that you would think like oh an alien came up with oh yeah 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 it's very convincing and that's a something i've never seen in a movie before especially dealing with aliens i think that's even maybe why i didn't like it at first is because you watch an alien movie you're expecting an alien invasion Mm -hmm. you're expecting shit to go wrong you very rarely do you get an alien movie where the aliens are kind and they want to help humanity yeah Yeah, we almost start attacking them, but yeah, we we're the it. bad guys, right? Yeah. In that, yeah, and even there. at one point we do attack them, but they like they're intelligent enough to understand like we're good, we're good, like yeah. we're just gonna go up here, but we're only talking to her now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I had also read my. I think this will be my final fun fact on on Arrival. But um, the production designer Patrice Vermette, or I'm gonna say that's how you pronounce it. Um, said that the reason the ships never touch land in the movie is that the 12 identical ships would travel across the universe and end the journey by hovering 28 feet o- above the ground in delicate equilibrium, leaving it to Earth's people to make the final outreach to contact them. Oh. I fucking love these aliens. Like, these are such... When I imagine an alien invasion, this is what I have always imagined. Oh, people yeah, are always in, like, this, like... If they show up, we're dead. And it's like, there's... There's yeah. billions and billions trillions of, of planets out there, trillions of different civilizations, because I'm a firm believer that aliens and alien civilizations exist. Sue me. But it's like, I think that um, to believe that something is coming here and instantly is like, it, it's going to kill me is a very human way of thinking of anything new. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, it's coming, it must be intent on murder. And it's like, not everything that just shows up is going to kill you. But I think humanity being a kind of a survivalist species is very much like if something bigger is coming something that i don't know about is coming i have to kill it it's the only way to know everything about it is if i murder it in cold blood which is it's weird but i i understand that that is the human way of of thinking of things and so the way that like this movie kind of plays that out of like humanity is inevitably like if things go this way humanity will be their own downfall and these guys are just like, look, we're literally here because we need your help. Yep. And the way you can help us is if we give you this gift now. And in 3,000 years, this will be a thing. And it's so cool. It's such a genius thing of, like, they give them a, their whole entire language that she will later publish a book on so other people can know this and have this this gift. That way, 3,000 years from now, when society has worked like this, they can come back and be like, yep, we have a deal. We're already set. Let's go. Perfect. And then to add in, like, the consequences of what she then, knowing the future, has to go through. Yeah. Knowing that she's going to have to have this daughter and that it's going to be painful and she's going to go through a divorce. And it's just <clears throat> to, to to take that and to almost be like a martyr in a way for the, you know, you know being able to make sure you can... N- that the future does fulfill itself so that, you know, you can save, you know, the aliens and your planet. and For the betterment you know, of humanity. Yeah, for the betterment of humanity. Yeah, that's so, a great point. I didn't even really think about it. Well, let like me that. ask you, do you think that she did that she did go through all or do you think that now knowing what was to come, that she has this gift, do you think that she changed anything? I don't think she had a choice. You don't think I so? I don't know. Maybe it could I think that she understood it. Yeah, because when she, like, hugs him, I felt like that was her making that decision at the end and, like, kind of goes in for that, like, tighter hug. 
it was like, nope, this has to happen. I have to go through this for, you know, all of this to be a thing. But, of course, you know, I don't know. Maybe she can. I, I'm i under the impression that she can't change the future. Right. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, that's kind of how... All right, so we know who's a Calvinist here. <laughs> yeah. oh. Mr. Predestination oh, over man. here. Yeah, I guess. Boy, yeah. That, <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe that is, you know, stemming from that, but it, it's... I, uh... I, I thought I, I kind of like the ending that way that like you know she she knows she has to go through this yeah um, I wouldn't hate if that's how it is yeah she doesn't have to she knows she doesn't have to save up for college she knows <laughs> <laughs> that is one thing that crossed my mind through watching god damn you're horrible <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah yeah it's I, I I definitely agree with Joey I didn't really think about this until this conversation but yeah I think that she is kind of choosing to well how how I always interpreted it was that she was choosing to go through with it but I think that that's a really great another great reason why to back that up that like that that interpretation is her wanting to remain on the course because she doesn't want to alter anything mm -hmm. and kind of a silly reason why I, I i feel the way i do is like if you look at other time travel movies there's always this consequence that if you change something in your predetermined path then it's going to impact so many other things yeah so maybe her thing was you know i was kind of chosen to be here for this exact moment um to make sure that humanity can go on to its next step so i don't want to change anything like if this is what my future holds yeah. then that's what i'm just gonna go yeah and everything i'm reading online is saying that she does not change the future she's just gonna embrace the good and prepare for the bad yeah crazy which i i like devastating that. yeah it, it, it's definitely devastating but it's also at the same time the i like how the movie does leave you with this almost like hopeful even though it's going to be sad at the end and, 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 and there's going to be things that that go wrong it's so hopeful in a sense of i'm gonna embrace whatever is coming yeah. towards me and i i love any movie that can really push that that type of message because i think that, that that that's really important so yeah and it does it through the story that's not its goal from the from the get-go do you honestly yeah. don't know where this movie's going at all like even even when you're there with the aliens you still it's presented so strange if you watch the movie, there's this bird that they use, which like keeps track if there's oxygen in there in the alien ship. Yeah, and that just creates a whole nother weird sensation that that like bird chirping the whole time that they're like showing it words. It creates such a weird atmosphere, but I love it. I know I could not figure out what the bird was doing at first until like they finally explained. I was like, okay, yeah, I didn't I know. know if like the bird was some like supposed to be, like if the Freak bird freaks out, out yeah. something bad's about yeah, to exactly. happen. And I was like, how would the bird know if something yeah. bad's about to happen? That a human being wouldn't be like, I bet something bad's about to happen. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> what um what are we gonna what are we thinking about giving a rival? I'm gonna give it a four and a half. I thought it, it personally, it, it it's oh. it's it's it. <laughs> I gave it a five. It's it, it's almost there to a I, five. It it's yeah. it, it's so close. There's something um, telling me not to give it a five, but I don't know what it is. Right, exactly. I'm kind. Yeah. I'm kind I need of to see in the future right to find out what happens, so that I know go. why yeah. it's not. What's it shouldn't be a five in yeah. my mind. It's not. It's great. I think. I think the reason why I'm giving it a four and a half is because there's other Denny movies that I'm like. Man, that is but, so like good. this isn't better than prisoners, right? But like Denny's almost in the same boat as like P 
PTA he in is. my book. He it's is. like, no, he's only made amazing movies. Which um, this facts. is an amazing yeah. movie. Have you I, seen? Like, but have you seen Enemy? I have not. That's the one, and I, I'm nervous to watch it. Same I reason why it. I was nervous to watch Magnolia, though, and that was a great movie. That so, was good. Yeah. Um, maybe it will be great, and I'll love it. Um, maybe not. Enemy, per- personally, I thought I I thought it was worth the watch, and Nick did, does does not like that movie, but wants to see a subpar like movie. <laughs> See, but I would kind of agree with that. It's it, it's it, it's not doing anything. I'm probably crazy, gonna watch it tomorrow. But it's not now. bad. Just because I, I want to do get it, the, I want the completionist exactly. inside me that just gotta finish all his movies, it's especially before it. Dune Two. It does have some kind of like out of pocket sexual scenes, but there there there's not a lot. Of Enemy. Them. Yeah. It's not like anything that's not anything yeah. crazy. It's, it's just crazy. it's just very like uncomfortable. Guys, with at what this it is. point, I've seen it all with the <laughs> movies you've shown me. I've seen it all. There's nothing <sighs> else. I will say there's like a sh- there's like a shit ton of movies that he has that I've just like never even heard of either. That I'm like I'm gonna have to watch these from like the 90s and shit. Oh, I'm like, damn. Okay, because yeah, the only one of like his like major ones I haven't seen now at this point is uh, uh, Incendies or Incendies. oh, I haven't seen that one either. Yeah, it's the only one, and then from there, Might it's a, a bunch of like older movies I've never heard of, and Dune Two, obviously. But yeah, yeah, just preparation because people are saying the craziest things about Dune Two. I, I think it will just add to this crazy career he's had already. Honestly, and it's just cool to see that this is a guy in the sci-fi world that is doing it the best it can be done almost and he's been doing it yeah, for almost 10 so years fun. um yeah yeah it's sure. it's cool to have um he, he, personally i think i think gareth edwards is someone who who could be thrown up in there for for top contenders for best you know more more modern sci-fi directors yeah. denny definitely takes the cake yeah but like like gareth <laughs> like is, the is creator's right good but it's not a rival <laughs> no wait but, but i'm, I'm I'm excited to see what what else he makes. Same. If he, if, I don't know about that if, man. Gareth Edwards is being uh, is being eyeballed for the next Jurassic World movie because they've oh, decided no. to keep that going. I don't think uh, that'll be good. I don't yeah, think I he'll don't, do don't a good can, job. Yeah, I don't think he, he has can. a say to be honest in that franchise. Uh, but at the same time, Rogue One, he he saying. hops in in the middle of Star Wars, and I know you are a notorious. Rogue I need One to watch hater. that again. Because I I've only I saw it when it first came out and I hated it. I just can't believe that. I thought it was That's just so, so crazy. boring. That's yeah. the, it's like the second best Star Wars movie. IMO, Empire, and then Rogue One. So oh then. my yeah okay. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> you are being rescued. I disagree. With are we blind? Show. Deploy the garrison. <laughs> oh, that's so good, dude! Like a new hope. I mean, like I'm just saying, like it's it's yeah. a movie that like is very very like in the sense of like it looks good, it is good. I'm having a great time and rewatchability. I would put I, Rogue One is great. New Hope has got a nostalgia on top of it that like makes it spectacular. Yeah, yeah. and it is still like an incredible. It would probably be honestly my third after Rogue One. <laughs> yeah. But oh man, we could go oh, on that man, forever. Yeah, yeah. we've I'm entered not, the I'm Star not, Wars yeah, world. Yeah, damn I'm it, not, I'm not gonna crack open <laughs> that that can of worms. Not today, but let's break into a another realm of gigantic universes. Let's get into Cloverfield. So Cloverfield, already discussed, was directed by Matt Reeves. Came out in 2008, and the tagline is "Something has found us." And the summary follows. 
Five young New Yorkers throw their friend at going away party the night that a monster the size of a skyscraper descends upon the city. Told from the point of view of the video camera, the film is a document of their attempt to survive the most surreal, horrifying event of their lives. Coming in at 3.4 on Letterboxd. Criminally low. Criminally low. I'm going to say this now. Yeah, I'm just going to get this out of the way. I put it in my review last night. It's a fact. I would give this movie 70 jillion Cloverfield stars. This is the greatest found footage movie. I The whole time we watched it last night, like I was just smiling so big. I was it's like, this good. is so good. And like, it was my first time watching it on the theater screen, but the big sound system behind it. And I was just like... I'm shaking. I'm so happy right now. This is, it, it reminded me of being 16 and there was like the, one of the first movies I went to the movie theater by myself to see because nice. my girlfriend was like, I'm not watching it a second time. And I was like, you're fucking lost. You're like, this well, is a great movie. Yeah. I, yeah. So but I, I don't want to, I want to go insane yet, but we'll, we'll do a slow buildup. Who, let's, who would see, you guys, who had seen Cloverfield? You hadn't seen it yet. I have not. I had, yes. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I'd watched it when I was in... I think I watched it the first time when I was in middle school. I'm pretty sure I watched it again when I was in high school. I could be wrong. This could have been my, my maybe second time through it. But, um, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely familiar with it. I got sucked into the, to the marketing rabbit hole that was crazy whenever this movie first came out. Um, but I got into it after watching the movie. Cause same, it, cause same, it was, same. it was something I didn't even really know about. Yeah. Um, I did see all the, all the trailers on the, on TV and on YouTube and stuff like that. Those were, they terrified me to be honest. Like as a, as a child, I, because it was so ambiguous, you know, it was kind of like Blair Witch Project esque, but with giant monster instead. So, um, yeah, it, it was, it was Cool. I, I still think that it stands up. I, I think that I would definitely agree with you. It's one of the best found footage movies I've ever seen. And the fact that it really does pull off that kaiju thing that America kind of has a hard time pulling off. And Abram said that like, he wanted this to be like a, an American Godzilla kind of style movie, which I think is an interesting choice then to be like, I'm going to kick it off with a found footage movie. Right. It's like a found footage, like kaiju movie. Like that's, that's, that's a cool idea. Sure. <laughs> and before, okay, again, I'm pacing myself. Joey, what did you know about Cloverfield going into this? I, I knew it was about aliens. That's about <laughs> it. Um, and I knew it was found footage. Uh, I had heard a lot about 10 Cloverfield lane. Yeah. That's the movie that keeps getting recommended to me. I've also haven't seen that movie. Either. Also a great movie. Um, mm-hmm. and so to be honest, whenever if if someone ever mentioned the movie Cloverfield to me, I only thought of Ten Cloverfield Lane. So I'm not even sure that I really thought this movie existed. <laughs> it, in my mind, when you said we were watching Cloverfield, I kind of thought we were watching Ten Cloverfield Lane. Um, I didn't really know there was much of a difference, so I I really didn't know anything about this movie. Let's go. I you guys are saying there was a bunch of ads. Maybe there were. I was not attracted to them, I guess, or did not care about them. Um, Because I don't remember them at all. What's crazy is that this movie came out, if I'm not mistaken, the same year as The Dark Knight. I think so. 2008? Yeah. This was was January January 18th of 2008 when it officially released. Bro, that's the only reason why I know that I saw these trailers. Because I watched The Dark Knight trailer over 800 times. (laughs) Like, I'm talking like, I would watch that religiously... Before the movie came Evening, out. Commissioner. Bro. <laughs> and yeah. you would see the Joker for the first time, and you were like, holy shit. Oh my God, yeah. How old were you when the, the 
you were watching these. Oh, I'm feeling like you're like middle school. 2008. Yeah, probably like middle school. I mean, like that's when I think The Dark Knight came out. Those movies were not even on my radar. Good God, I was a sophomore in high school. (laughs) Bro, both great times to watch those movies, though. I mean, like probably for me, I probably didn't understand any of it, but I liked the Batman moments. (laughs) I liked the Batman moments. And the Joker moments. I love the Joker. Sure. Yeah, he's always been cool. But yeah, like 2008, good year for media. So this also... I mean, the Dark Knight had had great media coverage. This took this a was step insane. Further, this was like so. Yeah. Let me give you a a quick summarized backstory. I may have a few details wrong here. I wrote this down at like two o'clock in the morning because after you guys left from watching Cloverfield last night, I just stayed up you went and just it. went in on this Cloverfield yeah, deep dive. Stared in, into the abyss. I found it a Cloverfield iceberg and was like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna figure out. I'm gonna know everything about this. And a handful of them were like, All right. Yeah, kind of sure. weird. Yeah, and there were like some like ones that like I like. <laughs> Matt joked about it when he when he came over uh, tonight, and was because I sent it in the group chat. I was like, "Look at this iceberg!" And Matt was like, "Right at the top of the iceberg, I saw Slusho," and was like, "Yeah!" And then I was like, "That's the very top of the iceberg." <laughs> so let's get into let me get into the the complicated and terrifying story of what I think is the greatest marketing campaign in in movie history. Um, Literally. In 2007, before audiences saw Transformers, the very first Transformers movie, the first trailer for Cloverfield played, which you can watch online. It actually plays at the beginning of that video that I sent in our group chat last night. No title is shown. It is literally just, like, the party, power going out, um, HUD telling um, Rob, maybe you should have left town earlier, and then the explosion and everybody running back inside, and then it would cut and just say January 18th, 2008. And you were I like, I saw that in theaters. I, That's crazy. I saw Transformers in theaters, yeah. so I remember, see, I remember yeah, seeing this trailer. Remember and being like, yo, what the hell? I need to see that. Yeah. And all my friends being like, it's a Godzilla movie. Like, it has to be a Godzilla yeah. movie. Like, this definitely has something. This feels like a, it feels like a Godzilla movie. And it had been at this point, it had been over a, de- a decade since America tried Godzilla. Cool. And I was like, let's do it. Like, like why not? Um, and that was really the extent of my knowledge of it. I was just excited for it. It looked. It looked cool. I liked the idea of found footage, and I liked I, everything about the trailer. I was like, there's so much mystery to it. I just, I have to know more about it. Yeah. Um, here's what was crazy. If you went to 11808.com, I believe was the website, which was January 18th, 2008.com, you would find a website with the pictures of all the cast, but as their characters. And it was like a pile of photos in the middle of a screen. And you would click on them, and it would flip the card over, and it would tell you a little bit about the character. Um, you could click on their pictures, get to know, know them a bit, but there's one girl who, again, because I also found out about this after, that I did not recognize. I was like, who the hell is this person? Um, who is revealed to be, her name is Jamie. Um, after doing some digging, you were also able to find all of the characters had MySpace accounts that were very active, and they were all talking to each other on MySpace, and you could keep up with them a little bit before the movie came out cool. to see what was going on. Um, Jamie was the most active though. Another website would later be discovered where Jamie would upload like a vlog. Um, and about halfway through this vlog, she starts talking about how her boyfriend is missing. Um, Teddy something. I can't remember his name. Um, and she's definitely starting to get more anxious about it. And she brings up that he left her a box and that she's not supposed to open it until a certain date. And that date is, I think it's the beginning of December. Um, let's pause on that right there. Now let's go back to the lead guy, Rob. 
the guy the guy who's having the going away party. Mm-hmm. Um, Rob is moving to Japan for work. It is revealed on the MySpace page that Rob is working for a company called um, Ta- Tagorado, uh, who is producing an energy drink called Slusho. Actually, his brother is wearing a Slusho t-shirt during the movie. Nice. Um, commercials were made for this drink, which you can also find online, but the main thing to know is that Slusho sports that it has a secret ingredient that makes it super addictive. This is where it essentially turns into the stuff. I don't know why, like, I don't know why I didn't think of this. Like, this was such a good idea. It turns into the stuff? Um, we'll get there. Um, but yeah, so it's incredibly addictive. Their slogan in Japan is like, it's the drink that you can't stop, you can't just, just stop drinking after six or something like that. Um... And the secret ingredient is listed in, in Japanese. Um, and in Japanese, the text of the secret ingredient reads seabed nectar. Keep that term in mind. Let's get back to Jamie. Later on, Jamie will open the box, which reveals a slusho hat, a bag of something with a note that says, Jamie, don't eat this, and a tape recorder. Um, on the tape recorder is a message, and when Jamie plays the message, her boyfriend Teddy's voice says, if you're hearing this, then slusho already has me. Don't call the police. You'll only make things worse. Wait for Randy. He'll explain. I'm sorry, but you'll never see me again. Um, And Jamie thinks that this is bullshit and thinks that this is a bad breakup and out of spite, eats the thing that's in the bag. The next set of videos that Jamie puts out are her going apeshit in her room, jumping on the bed, doing like, essentially getting zoomies. Like she's going crazy. Um, Now let's go back. Now let's talk about Jamie's boyfriend, Teddy. Or, yeah, Jamie's boyfriend, Teddy. Teddy is revealed through the one of the websites that he is working for an eco-terrorist group who's trying to stop production of Slusho. Um, Tiger Wado is revealed to have oil rigs in the ocean. You could even find the uploaded spreadsheets, financial documents, and employee statements, so you could look up every single one of the oil rigs that this fictitious company owned. Except for one, which you could look up, but you couldn't see any employees, and you couldn't see any financial documents. Teddy... Who's who will during all this goes by the whistleblower sends out or like posts on one of the websites. I think he posts it on the Tagruado, like he hacks their their website or something, and he posts like a financial statement from the one that you can't find anything on, and all it says is there's no oil here. I don't know why they're I don't know why they're here. Um, so <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're getting into some crazy shit. The Chuai Station, uh, which is conveniently located in the Atlantic Ocean, completely parallel to New York City. Uh, he is revealing things about this company to the public. His big reveal is that Chuai Station is not drilling for oil, but they are definitely getting something from the ocean. On December 27th, yeah, December 27th, one of the Cloverfield secret websites posts, I believe it's 10 news clips from around the world, uh, showing the oil rig in question caving in on itself. Oh my God. Okay. This is wild because the video in the video, you can see an oil spill is underneath the rig. Even though Teddy is very clear that there is no oil down there. Um, there's never any official confirmation. I mean, there technically is. But they he believes that they were mining for seabed nectar. Which is believed to actually be the monster. That they're taking its blood and putting it into this drink to make it so addictive. <laughs> there's oh, your stuff. <laughs> there's your stuff. But that also explains, at the end, that little clip that's kind of a prequel to the whole thing. Him falling into the ocean. And they're in New York. Wait for it, because I'm gonna, okay, I'm wait. gonna, I'm gonna okay. disprove that. Okay. We're, we're, we're. What? This is insane. It's I'm a telling you, I'm, I'm telling you, I got so deep in this. Cool. 
Um, the company blames the destruction of the oil rig on the eco-terrorist group that Teddy is working for and states that they blew up the oil rig. Even though, in the video, there is not a single explosion, the rig literally caves in on itself. It's crazy footage, too. It's, like, helicopter footage of an oil ring just, like, falling apart. And then, like, random phone footage of, like, employees, like, jumping and shit. It's crazy. Um... The company blames it on this. Uh, the eco-terrorists would, uh, would later reveal pictures showing that something is crawling up the rig before it blows up. Or before it uh, caves <laughs> okay. in on itself. Cool. We have finally made it to, to Cloverfield. The monster escapes Tagorado and makes its way to New York, confused and angry. Abrams has gone on to say that the monster has been on Earth for thousands of years, but has only been awake for a few days when all of this happens. Mm. The night of the party, HUD takes a video of everyone in the apartment, but stops on a sleeping girl on the couch. Did everybody remember that he films the sleeping girl on the couch? I think so. Yeah, I do. Yes. Jamie. No way. Jamie is the sleeping girl on the couch. Oh. Um, This is Jamie who is believed to actually be dead at the party because she's overdosed on on raw seabed nectar because you're not supposed to consume it that way. That's why I said do not eat it. The attack ensues and Tagarwater remains silent. Abrams also would later confirm that the monster actually does die later on after the movie ends. Um... Because 10 Cloverfield Lane takes place in 2016, eight years after the first Cloverfield. The connection to 10 Cloverfield Lane to the 2000 Cloverfield is pretty crazy, but we'll digest all of this first before we get into Cloverfield. This was the marketing campaign to get you into this movie. movie. Which, oh my goodness. The The wild goose chase you had to go on to know everything about this, to make this movie like... An event. Yeah, because like I didn't know that. I was just like amazing found footage, and then later on I would find all this out, and I was like, unbelievable. This is yeah. so smart. This is so cool, dude. Well, I mean, personally, I think that it is a unparalleled match for the most iconic media campaign. Yeah, in any movie I've ever seen. I mean, there there's movies that I were I remember having interesting campaigns, sure. but this takes it 20 steps further than any other thing six months they set this thing out and there are multiple websites there's multiple pieces of media there are fake companies started up there's a fake war that is created here and this is just for cloverfield one it will only get more insane that is crazy yeah that take i just like that they cared enough like they could have just put the movie out and just had a generic 30 second ad right uh you know, shown like most movies that are coming. <laughs> that's, that's, there's just ads all the time. Um, but I like that they took a unique p- way to uh, advertise this movie, and uh, it kind of makes it an even better movie with the marketing around mm-hmm. it because it, it is so much deeper than that. Because the movie's quick, it's only yeah. an hour, and it's less than an hour and a half. The movie's so fast. Uh, to have like all of this other extra stuff. Um, it's pretty interesting because this movie takes place in 2008 are we yeah. to assume and that's when it came out which is kind of cool and then 10 Cloverfield Lane comes out in 2016 That's I like when movies can do that they kind of just make a parallel to what you're living in that present moment right it's kind of cool it's it's, an, back to 2008. it's an interesting idea just like because the big thing that everybody lo- that you look for in a found footage yeah. is that feeling of like, dude, is this real? And like, that is never coming. This is not real. Like, there was never an attack on New York City where a monster like wreaked havoc and they carpet bombed New York to get rid of it. it. It's it's 
it's it, it, it's compelling that the movie can tell such a crazy story with such an insane level of lore and just I don't know it's fun from start to finish like it is a fun movie and just still keep that like is this real? Like, it's not real, but you're you're in that same headspace of, like, dude, this is crazy. I don't even know what I would do. Like, and to be fair, there are the theories that this is a different Earth, and this is actually something that happened in Earth 1, and Cloverfield Lane is Earth 2, and this is Earth 0, and then Paradox is Earth Infinite 5 or whatever. Like, it's... it's The universe on it is is enormous. And I'm normally a big hater on, like, multiverse movies i think it's a cop-out but i think with the world that is built with cloverfield it's almost it would almost be weird if it didn't get into a multiverse somewhere along the way because it's just like it's so expansive and it's like this is diabolical like there's got to be some like something like we are already in a world of like kind of supernatural with this alien that has just been laying dormant under the sea until a greedy company was like i'm gonna harvest your blood for money (laughs) yeah essentially and then it it goes it goes apeshit. It's and that I, I like that Abrams like brought up like it's confused. It genuinely doesn't know what's going on. It's been asleep for a thousand years. It gets to land and it, every immediately we start like shooting at it. And so it's like oh shit, defense mode gonna have to going to need to kill everything inside. It has it, it it crawls around a lot like which was something I didn't really notice until this time around that like it crawls around the city like it doesn't like walk around. It just kind of like drags its body yeah. from place to place. In the Cloverfield Paradox, there's, like, a grown version of this monster, and it looks kind of cringy and lame. I don't think the Cloverfield Paradox is a great movie, but I, after hours of research, think that it is very important to the story, and I will continue to watch the Cloverfield series as it comes out, if any more comes out. Yeah, if, yeah, let's see. Abrams has confirmed that they are working on a a sequel right now. Um, He announced that in 2021, and the... Every conspiracy theory I, or I guess, yeah, conspiracy theory I pulled for Cloverfield points to uh, the year 2028, something is supposed to happen in the timeline. So if I have to wait till 2028, so be it. I'll be here. This will be a phenomenal, um, just, I guess, treasure hunt, really. I'm I'm excited to be part of it, but I I think that this movie just capitalizes on its world building in a a really, there's so much commitment to to a literally found footage movie. Yeah. Like what in the world? Like no, no found footage movie has ever had this much commitment. That's cool though. Do you? So wait, what? What does that say about the monster falling out of the sky? Have we gotten there yet? We have not gotten there yet. For real? Okay. We have All not. Right. Let's talk about the movie a little bit before we before I just go into like here's everything More. you need to know about Cloverfield. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, personally, I I had a good time with it. I I wish that that we had more monster. Um, at, at the end of it, See, I think I, it's good. I kind of like the amount of monster we got because it kind of because like in two thousand eight you're not able to do what you can do now with CGI. Sure. So they were able to hide that. I feel like with the way they created that monster and kind of hid it in the city. That's true. Uh, and it, it kind of made it the, the scarier monster. Um, I I thought they did a good job because like the I love a good monster movie and. That's what this really is at the heart of it. Like, yeah, it's found footage, and and that's just, like, its way of telling this story. But um, the monster, when you can do a cool monster like that that actually is kind of terrifying, and it can last 20 years and still be terrifying, that's kind of cool. I I think they did a really impressive job. Watching it on a big screen is the way to do it right (laughs) uh this is not a movie you can watch on your phone right um yeah 
I, it, it was a, such a fun watch. I, I really enjoyed watching this for the first time. Like, I, I will be watching the second one. I don't know if I'm going to do Paradox, because you have made quite a turn since in these 24 hours. <laughs> 24 hours ago, you were telling me, do not watch Paradox. I was, I was indeed a Paradox <laughs> hater. And I would say that I still am a Paradox hater hater i would say it's a bad movie yeah. with some of the most important lore in the whole damn series yeah. but um no I, I i do i do agree and a big thing that i i remember when the movie came out was a lot of reviews were like jj abrams will not show you this monster and i was like that sucks what in the world man and when i finally saw it i was like no, that was sick. Like, yeah, you get to. See it made it, it feel fun. real, like, because yeah. I I know for a fact that yeah, like when you finally see it at the end, you're like, oh, all right, yeah. like this doesn't look, this doesn't look great, but you're still just like, holy shit, there it is, we're finally here. Um, I like that it gets kind of its own grand reveal. It does, um, yeah. But you are really relying on like sound for yeah. most of the movie, and. I, I know another major complaint when it came out was like, it's too shaky, it's impossible to see, you're going to get motion sick. And it's like, I agree, but there is definitely like a bizarre charm to it. Like when they're in the subway and they get attacked by like the things that were falling off the monster. And like when like the camera would really get a minute to focus on those things, it was like, ooh, that's not really there. <laughs> that's that, that is fake. Yeah. But like in the quickness of it all, you're like, holy shit, someone is literally eating Marlena. This is crazy. Oh no. Yeah. And I, I think it's it's also really cool because a lot of people are, are like, I don't want to say like young actors, but there's like a lot of like well-known people in this, like, like, um, TJ Miller, TJ Miller and, and the guy from Superstore and, uh, the, uh, girlfriend is the girl, is the girl from Evil Dead 2013 remake. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Like, and what's, and I know the main one I'm forgetting here. I can't remember her name. I literally, she's like top billing. Yeah. She literally got top billing in the movie because she's definitely the most famous person in the movie. Yeah, Mar her. It's Marlena in the movie, but I, I literally can't think of her actually. I'm going to see it and feel like a total jackass. Yeah. Lizzie Kaplan. Yeah. I feel like is. a jackass now. But yeah. Lizzie Kaplan is the most famous person. <laughs> that was the only person I really knew when the movie came and out. And probably still is the most famous For sure. person. <laughs> TJ Miller like canceled as hell. Yeah. <laughs> the guy from Superstore, pretty sure Superstore got taken off the air. And yeah. I don't know what anybody else is really doing. I will say the guy who played Rob did appear in a Cloverfield short film that I watched today called The Cloverfield Files, yes. where he is sported as the president of the uh, Tagarado company now. Oh, okay. Which is like, either A, some drastic shift happens in between the end of Cloverfield and here where he is now like the president of it all. And he's like, I'm now the bad guy. Or the Cloverfield Paradox, which creates the multiverse theory, is showing us a universe where he gets, where he already, where he got out of New York and is the president and is like savvy to all these horrible things that this this company is doing. Um, the short itself wasn't great, but it was cool to see a fanfic like a, like a, yeah, literally like a fan fiction on it that some people consider to be canon. Um, not a ton. Uh, the other short that I watched for this is called Megan, which okay. dives a little bit deeper into Ten Cloverfield Lane. Um, Megan is the name of John Goodman's daughter in. Um, in 10 Cloverfield Lane, who is revealed very, like, almost immediately, like, oh, she died, like, years ago. Um, which she didn't, she's alive. Uh, but that they were, they were estranged. Um, no, that, that's what it was, that she didn't die. Her mom takes her away from John Goodman, because she's like, you're starting to scare us, and we, we need to get away from you. Yeah. And so, Megan is about his daughter, but it's that she 
is working with uh, Tagarado and is one of the first responders to to the alien invasion. Mm. Um, and it's got some of the best CGI I've ever seen, like, ever. Like, it's it's a breathtaking movie. It's, like, it's eight minutes long, but three minutes of it is credits. And so I was like, come on, man. <laughs> like, yeah. I need yeah, this. <laughs> That's insane. You can't do that. Uh, but it's it's cool. It's def- like for five minutes, it's worth your time. Like it's Sweet. it's a really cool concept. Um, but again, humongous humongous world building in this epic that I hope never sees the end. <laughs> Bro, yeah, uh, can't wait to see what your thoughts are on on Ten Cloverfield Lane because that's cause that's gonna be a, a fun first watch. I saw that one in yeah. theaters. I think I watched Cloverfield in theaters. I'm like 99% sure I did. I either watched it in theaters or I watched it at, at the drive-in. Yeah. But Damn, that would have rocked at the drive-in. I know, right? It, 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 yeah, lot, lots of good memories there. I wish we had more drive-ins. But but yet, I'm, out, I'm honestly still itching, dude, to know what that creature... The thing at the end, end of the... Of the movie. All right, all right, all right. Let's 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 get into it. Let's So... I'm going to give some spoilies on 10 Cloverfield Lane to get to this. Is everybody okay with that? Sure. Okay. So, the lore is only going to get spookier as we go here. Mm-hmm. Because 10 Cloverfield Lane starts introducing real shit that that is, believe, quote-unquote, believed by certain theorists. Not like, oh, this was made for Cloverfield. Like, this is a tangible, real thing. This is a thing. Though. Yes. Um, so... There is a satellite... There's a conspiracy theory called the Black Knight Satellite... It's a picture of space debris that is hovering over the planet. And there's like six pictures that NASA has taken of this, of a thing that looks like a satellite, but NASA is very much like, it's just space debris. And they've, they've shot it a couple of times. Um, there's really nothing else outside of that, but the theory is that it's a satellite that's been here and it, it just sort of hovers around Earth. And then nobody's acknowledged, or nobody's like it, it taking credit for it or acknowledging it in any way. Um... Anyways, the theory Cloverfield takes from this is that um, the satellite is monitoring the Cloverfield monsters. Uh, it is revealed that Stambler, which is John Goodman's character, is working for Tagarado as an inside guy to reveal the truth of their plans. He's ex-Navy and states that the Navy knew all about the Cloverfield monsters but was threatened to keep uh, threatened to keep silent. Um, on one of the websites that he has, it's revealed that one of his friends was that was working there was a scientist that retired in the day after he retired his family died of a gas leak mm-hmm. um and then and when they went to inspect it the family was dead and all of his computers were taken and that's it so the trail ends there on that um and then i brought up a little bit earlier but stambler has a, a website for his daughter which you had to click on a certain picture it was the pretty and pink one you had to type in the text from the from the screenshot and you would get these email correspondence from him to his uh his daughter and the last one is an audio file and when you took that audio file and saved it as an image it t- it would show you an image of one of nasa's pictures of the the black knight satellite um again and his theory was that it's watching the Cloverfield monsters. Cause Abrams also says the monster has been here for thousands of years. Mm-hmm. So this thing is essentially monitoring it, but keep in mind, I said monsters. <laughs> okay. Um, so let me get to my notes here. Sorry. This is, I have, I have so many notes. I'm trying to like, kind of like get through. <laughs> so is Cloverfield part of the Pacific Rim universe? Then? No, no, no. That is, that is part of the iceberg, but no, that's, that, <laughs> that's so funny. Um, so, the mainly accepted theory was that the Cloverfield monster dies in 2008 in an alternate universe, uh, 2016, um, 
kicks off Cloverfield Lane, which is in the end, it's an alien. It is an alien invasion. Um, this is confirmed through the Shepard Particle Accelerator in Cloverfield Paradox, which creates multiple realities. Now we're in Paradox here. Um, at the beginning of Cloverfield Paradox, there's like a news report of a guy telling some, telling a news anchor like, "Hey, like this is what they're doing on this satellite. It's evil. It's bad." The typical like conspiracy theory guys. His name is in the corner. I didn't real notice it the first time I saw it, but his name is. Um, what is his name? What is his name? Come on, baby. What's the name? I think it's Henry Stambler. So it's a different, it's not John Goodman, but it's somebody that definitely like is related to John Goodman's character. Who's very aware of what this company is, is doing. Um, so Paradox's big thing is that it's about creating, it creates multiple realities. They have a particle accelerator on board that they're trying to use to create a, a better energy for earth because evidently earth is running out of energy. Um, the company, though, that sends the satellite up is Takarado, and their real endgame here is to find another energy source, but then they monetize it and essentially enslave all of humanity because now they hold all of the, literally all of the power. Um, one big thing to note is that in 10 Cloverfield Lane, there are two people that are being held captive by John Goodman. One of them points out, um, because... I can't think of her name right now. The the actor, the main, the lead girl in Ten Cloverfield Lane, do, has no memory of anything bad happening. She just wakes up in John Goodman's basement, and this the other guy says, "Yeah, I remember. I was outside and I saw a flashing red light in the sky, and then I was here." And you're like, "Oh, what could that be?" And in Ten or no, the Cloverfield Paradox, when the ship uses the particle accelerator, it bursts like the whole, it rips a hole in space time, and the satellite is destroyed, and it emits a flashing red light. The thing that falls at the beginning of Cloverfield is part of the satellite, which falls through time and space and lands in Earth-1, crashing there. Tagarado cleans this up quickly, moves on to the next thing. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Weird. That goes deep, yeah. man. Um, that is Just insane. to get to that one point in Cloverfield. Whoa. And, like, you, you will miss it. If you don't rewind it, yeah, time. <laughs> that's true. Seriously. I didn't see it probably till like my third, third or fourth time watching that movie. Like I finally saw, I was like, "Holy shit!" Like even last night, you had to get up and like point. <laughs> point. We're watching it like on the big it's screen. right here, Joey, and and I like, like oh, yeah. still had a hard time finding it. Yeah, that that is crazy. That that one small scene that you will miss on your first watch, <laughs> it has so much more to it. Yeah, this that that movie. You, you would not think that on just... Like, if you had just stumbled into this movie, it's just the a Lord. simple found footage monster movie that's a lot of fun, but it's so much deeper. I like that someone cared enough to do that. Exactly. This is that a makes movie... It so much fun. This is a movie made by people that fucking love movies. Yeah. And love to get the audience involved. Yep. Because the only things I was involved in was just like, I don't know the title of this movie... And the, the theory that you could see the monster on the cover, which I yeah. still firmly believe you can see the monster on the cover. I will not I will not back down on this. On the cover of the movie. Yeah, in the top right corner, you can see the monster's, or, or a monster's face. Everybody says it's not there. Wanna, Is it on the letterbox? Let me double check if it's on the, I'm pretty sure it's on the letterboxed one. The top. Yep, top right corner, you can totally see it. In the clouds. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I get that. Everybody's like, no, it's just cloud formations. I'm like, that's a fucking face. With, and you can see how intentional they are with everything. You think they didn't make that intentionally? Right. Like, Look at that. Th of course they did that on purpose. They knew 
how the clouds were going to be shaped. They they shaped every one of those clouds. Right? It's not like they took a picture and that's what they got. They made the poster. That is 100% a face in the clouds. With how much lore they have for everything. I mean, that like, even the... the you said it's like Sluggos? Is that the Slusho. name? Slusho. Slusho. I didn't... I don't even remember the shirt. <laughs> like, I, I yeah. didn't even know this was a company. You really don't know any of that no. that's so cool like i i kind of wish movies would do that today i would be so in love with a movie if they did that today right. i would i would be at that premiere of the movie if well, they went the this small, hard it's the small they had like detail an instagram that but yeah it, it, it's just a small world building detail of instead of using coke for your soda you use a random company, and then yeah. you build up a backstory, and yep. then you release that to the public before the movie comes out, yeah. and you make it attached to the plot in some weird way, and now all of a sudden you have like a really cool marketing ploy. I don't know, movies just come out so fast now, there's not enough time before a movie's yeah. released to like draw in the audience because they're always watching another movie. So like you just have to essentially just release the movie. And, You're just and, like, it's out. Here you go. Yeah. You'll get some corny things like Smile with the smiling people everywhere, the Megan. Yeah. You know that that stuff is kind of cool, and yeah. I, I'm a fan of it every time right. it happens. Yeah, it's fun. Like it. It's cool. No one's gotten gone this hard. Now I will say, like sometimes, like musical artists will go like this hard for their for an album dropping, and it's always the best. Oh yeah. Like I know Tyler the Creator is a guy who does that. He always has like a fun um, lead up into his yeah. albums. I, I like movies really should be taking a note from Cloverfield here, like that. <laughs> This is how you should be doing it. Yeah. Don't be like Argyle and just play the same <laughs> ad for six months and then have bam, a shitty bam, movie. Bam, bam. <laughs> yeah, right. You're in a trap. Yeah. Fucking stupid ass movie. This, I mean, Cloverfield has done some crazy shit to do its marketing. Yeah. In 2018, when they dropped Cloverfield Paradox, they played one commercial at the end of the Super Bowl that said "Now Available." Yeah. And apparently, yeah. the actors had no idea. Like that movie That's was even great. was dropping. They were like, "Wait, what?" Movie drops, and before the Super Bowl, or before like they they made the announcement at the San Diego Comic Con, a slusho truck just showed up. Oh, and you could get drinks, and select people got like pictures and weird shit. And then it was later revealed that slusho trucks popped up in random cities across the United States that all had large sources of energy efficiency. They only went to places that had like nuclear power plants or like fully functioning like coal mines. They only went to places. That would be high energy to kind of build in this whole like, oh my god, they're sending someone here. Yeah. Like Slusho is absolutely doing some diabolical. Like shit I almost here. wouldn't want to get a drink from that Slusho. Right? <laughs> like I know it's like a marketing ploy here, <laughs> but I'm still like a little worried. I'll take an extra large slushy with a extra dosage of energy, like <laughs> a sea kelp or whatever it is. The sea it kelp is. from fucking SpongeBob. Yes, it's just like what that. is it? Yeah. The, from the, it was monster. seabed nectar. Seabed seabed nectar. nectar. Yeah, get you hooked. I mean, but that's what I mean. Like, this movie is not real. Like, New York City did not get attacked. But the way that the the universe is built around it is that you feel like it has to be real. There's no way it's not. Yeah, it's not real. It has to be. Like, why? Why else would they care this much? Right. Right. Yeah. They. They're. This is so cool. I. I love that they. They went this hard. I had no idea before this podcast they went this hard. (laughs) The last thing that I that I found that I will that I will mention on. On, on Cloverfield here is that what is Beth Beth's character who plays Beth in this movie because I don't I feel like I've never seen her in like anything else 
um, Odette Annabelle, who was also in Transformers. That's hilarious. Um, but she's in a Transformers lot of Transformers One. Yeah. Oh. oh, that's funny. And Kindergarten Cop, probably as a kindergartner at that point. But yeah. um, what was a it? year for her? Eleven, eleven days before the movie came out, she posted a video on MySpace and was like, "Hey guys, if you want to come to Rob's party on the 18th, you need to send us a message here." And apparently, there was like a like a you got to enter this contest to like go watch the movie. Like it was like, "Oh, you're gonna be at this party," and you weren't actually at the party. You were just watching. You got to see the movie like with everybody. But at like wow. Ro- at Rob's loft. <laughs> okay. Did anyone did anyone win? Or I think like, like some people won, but like there's not much really that was said about it. Just like, hey, we all got to see this movie, and we all got to experience it. But that's it's just cool. That like we never heard from them again. Yeah, yeah honestly, right. like I feel like knowing what I know now, I'd be like, get, get so get yeah. so far away, dude. Slusho <laughs> like, got him. Slusho got him, <laughs> yeah. man. I I do love this movie. It is a movie made by people that love movies. It is a movie that gets its audience so, li- literally so hands-on involved in all of it. There is really no place where you're like, I'm checking out. Like It's so interesting, and the mystery is still going. Yeah. Tagarado uh, has five subsidiaries, and I think they've only covered three of them in this universe so far. So like it's just... We'll see where it goes, but I mean, like, I'm definitely going to follow it. I also found out that J.J. Abrams himself published a Cloverfield prequel manga, and I'm trying to get my hands on that right now. It seems to only be available in digital format, but not on Kindle, so I'm like, I don't know how the fuck I'm going to read this, but I'll find it, because I I need more lore. I need it now. That's cool. But, um... Damn. Yeah. And I just, I I don't know. I love the cinematography. I love the music. I love, like, that that epic score that plays at the end of the movie. That really cool Godzilla, like, <laughs> bah, 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 bah. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. so good. Roar. <laughs> yeah, it's literally just called Roar, yeah. and it's the same guy that composed the music for the Batman. And so a couple good. of the, like, did, I think he did, like, Coco and, like, cool. The Incredibles 2 or some shit. Like, he... He has like some some hits or like hits under his belt. The Batman as a hit under the belt, but I mean it's it's really good, and I I would still love that song. I was listening to it a lot today, actually. Dang, yeah, the great composer. Uh, personally, I I agree with you. This is one of the best found footage movies I've ever seen. The marketing is insane. Uh, that just adds to the enjoyment of this movie, and personally, I had a great time with it. I mean, what I, do you uh? What do you? How much do you like Cloverfield? I'd probably give it it a very solid three and a half, maybe four, <sighs> ah. like 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 highest highest. See, I rated it a four, and I'm I even hearing all this, I'm at like a four and a half at least. I have to give it a half star. It's so good. If I could give it six stars, I would, yeah. but I can't, so I'm forced pr- imprisoned to give it five stars. I would give it every star a human being could give a movie if I could. This is definitely, like, top 50 best movies of all time for me. Nice. No, I mean, like, it's really... It, personally, I think it's really good. It's just it's just missing something for me. Like, it, it it's... I don't You got your blood? Yeah. You did I, get your blood. I did, yes. Is it the Statue of Liberty head scene? No, I like that scene. I like that... <laughs> I thought that looked great. Yeah, yeah, yeah honestly, it doesn't... I don't find any problems with that. It was yeah. fun. Oh, yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Like, it, there's something very human about a lot of the reactions. Oh yeah. In in the movie, I agree that T.J. Miller's character is not phenomenal, but I think that it works. He's, he's his character. His character works like because like when he finds us at his breaking point, he's like, I have to talk or I'm gonna literally shit my pants. And it's like, all right, I get it. I I feel I would be doing the exact same thing. Right. I 
I do feel for him, but at the same time, I his character, some of the characters kind of just distracted me from from the the entirety of the movie. What? Who? How dare you? T.J. Miller is one of them, but it's not. It's not that I find him offensive. It's just more like the character itself. It's it's the same thing that I have with the Godzilla movies. Is it's like I like the majority of the movie being on the monster, mm. and I know that for this this found footage format, it, it can't work that way. Right, like, like it, wouldn't, and, it would be and, impossible. Yeah, like, and and there's the, the camera would have to be in the monster's hand, like for right, that to work. Exactly. So I totally understand the format, and I like I like the format. It's a very creative decision. I don't know how you could make it better. So it's like that. That's why I'm saying. I'm probably leaning more along the lines of a four because it is it is one of the best, if not the best, found footage movie that I've seen for sure. But overall, like it, it's I I like the marketing more than the movie. You know, I get you, that. You know what I mean? I so get it's that. like, and that's not the movie. So it's 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 some it it's great five star marketing. Like it's the best marketing I've ever seen, it, hands down. And I think it was so effective and. I love the the world building and the universe. So it's like I like everything surrounding the movie, but the movie itself, it's definitely not as bad as Paradox. Like I, because I, I I was one of the few people who probably did tune directly into Paradox right after Same. the the immediately. Super Bowl. Yeah, I just immediately was like, I'm watching that right now. So I, I just threw it on, but I was also like, wow, this is not good. This is like, bad. Yeah, this is so very I just bad. Immediately was like, I'm not watching the rest of this. I didn't finish it. But like, what? <laughs> I got I I got to the point where the guy I think like lost his arm. That part is that from there it gets rough because yeah. there's a guy who loses his arm. And he's just kind of like, huh, that's weird. And it's like arm gone. Arm is gone. You must have a more normal reaction than yeah. huh? Would you look at that? Yeah, that's when I was like, okay, but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's once again everything surrounding the movie. Really enjoy. I'll, I'm I'm gonna give it a four. Yeah. All right. All right. Five. Fiverr. This is a Fiverr on God for real. <laughs> Such a perfect movie. I love this movie so much. What correlations though? Correlations? Oh my goodness. Between Arrival and Cloverfield? I think that man, if Arr. if there was an alien invasion we should do our best to leave them the hell alone or right. try to just communicate with them, not steal their sweet nectar because <laughs> even with the lord you're because like just watching the movie you think the monster is coming to attack us but really they started it we started it right it was just here <laughs> yeah. yeah it's probably just trying to get we, away if you think about it but then it ran into the city and then we started attacking it even more and it's like what the hell what is, the hell is happening here? Yeah. and even the in arrival the military is has given up on trying to communicate. Yeah, they're, they're like, like, no, we're blowing them up. up. And yeah. it's literally an act of, I mean, divine intervention almost. In, yeah. In, yeah. In, in arrival, like they they were going to attack. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's like they they essentially could see in the future. So. Yeah. If 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 only Mister Cloverfield could see in, into the future. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if only Mister Cloverfield Sorry. could have the monster. But yeah. It, it, Honestly, it's kind of hard to find any more correlations other than monster. Yeah. I know. <laughs> well, I was even gonna say, like, like these movies do a good job at hiding their CGI well with they do, um, you know, smoke and um, 
buildings and yeah. bad video camera, but found footage. I, I think uh, you don't like that. I think that's my problem with the Godzilla, American Godzilla movies, is that the CGI is just so bad. It, it's like that's not Godzilla. This is the some lame lizard, <laughs> uh, some stupid lame looking lizard. monkey. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, so like I, I think like movies should should really lean into that. Of course I am a known lover of Avatar, so it's like I, I'm also a guy that like You're hey, part of the problem. I know I'm part of the problem, exactly at the same time. Yeah. So uh, am I though, Star Wars. But like, you know, I don't know if even yeah, more so. Yeah. I was like, I, I don't know if Avatar Avatar will hold up in thirty years from now. But I a rival Probably will. Yeah. I don't know why yeah. I wouldn't. Yeah. That movie is incredible. Yeah, for sure. For Same sure. thing with Cloverfield. I think, you know, the movie, this movie really, I think, will stand up. I think... It will, yeah. It, it Especially is. watching it recently, I was like... I mean, even if people have gripes with it, it's yeah. it's used so well and sparingly to where it really does convince you that it's there. Yeah. And it At feels so 2008. Like, yeah. you, living through 2008, you know... <laughs> They literally played beautiful girls right yeah. in, the, in the beginning. Yeah, I, mean, I was like, "Let's go!" Yep, I was like, "Oh, this is yeah. 2008, all right." <laughs> I I loved that. Did you see any other correlations? No, I think that's it. All right, <laughs> so so my big one is that outside of the obvious, like aliens are attacking, um, Cloverfield is not technically like Arrival's an alien invasion movie. Yeah, Cloverfield is not technically, technically an alien invasion. It's an alien that's been here that in comes on land and is like hey guys what's going on and all, all hell breaks loose from there yeah. um so it, it follows a more stereo like cloverfield is not technically evasion it follows a more stereotypical like global takeover kind of narrative uh an interesting combo since arrival brings out like kind of the fear of an invasion like this mainly caused uh it brings like the same kind of like panic that is happening in cloverfield but I, th- I think it's because of movies like Cloverfield. Like, when you are when you see, like, the two soldiers that put the bomb inside of the, the ship, or the shell, um, in Arrival, it's because they're watching, they're listening to, like, podcasts and guys online be like, they're gonna come kill us all! And it's like, it's because you watch nothing but alien movies, and we're like, there can be no other way, because Hollywood has told me that if an alien is coming, it is coming to fucking kill me. <laughs> and I, I think it's just very interesting to see the two things there. Like, when the 12 ships the arrive... Star. Yeah! <laughs> When the 12 ships land, like, we immediately see, like, society just collapses. Like, these ships have done nothing. And they're there for months, uh, apparently. And nobody, like, nothing happens. But people are, like, rioting in the streets and being, like, we need to overthrow the government for this. And it's, like, you gotta calm down. Like, that is not how this works. Um, So I think that both movies are commentaries on extraterrestrials and the way the public is going to handle, the way the public can choose to handle it. Mm -hmm. Um, Are we scared? Are we accepting? Have have we as a society watched too many, you know, alien movies? Why do we always assume that if aliens are coming to Earth, it's only to bring destruction? Mm -hmm. And my theory is just that because the human race is so profoundly weak, they live in constant fear of something stronger. In theory, aliens must be stronger because, I mean, they, they got here. Like, we can't get to them. They got here. They must have something we don't have. Mm-hmm. So Cloverfield is, and I think Cloverfield like, leans a lot more into the conspiratorial side of aliens and world building. And I will never discredit it for that. It's my, Like I said, it's my favorite found footage movie, excluding like Hell House LLC. I think it's a great movie, but I think this is this is the king of it all. Mm-hmm. Um Personally, I'm, I'm ambivalent on on that, but I, I wholeheartedly believe in aliens. Always have, but I don't live in constant fear of them bringing me into the world. I think that 
watching these movies back to back was just an interesting way of saying here's how both sides of the alien community are going to view how an alien like introduction would would go would go down yeah it's more it's like one of those this is you you are the driver what do you do when this happens to you it's it's up to us to decide and honestly it's a coin toss how we will for sure interact with aliens because i i could see us going both ways you know and personally i love those correlations that that was that was really well said Thanks, bud. Yeah, yeah. Well, hell yeah, man. What's your pick for next week? Oh, boy. I'm my, so scared. My pick for next week is a movie I've never seen, so I hope that it's no, okay. No, no, but no, 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 no. a movie that I have seen and I love. So, um, The Shot and Chaser for next week. The Shot is The Green Knight. Oh, Ooh, hell yeah. let's go. Hell I own that movie. Hell yeah. Oh, and The awful. Chaser is Pee-wee's Great Adventure. <gasps> Oh no! Oh. My God, that's the scariest movie ever made. You are a madman for making us do that. Oh boy! <laughs> Here we go. I've that is such a it. good combo. Okay, oh my good, God, good. I'm so excited. <laughs> I was like, I think you guys liked it the last time I brought it up. I so. have, I have, I had nightmares for weeks watching Pee Wee's Big cool. Adventure. I'm so excited. I've never seen it, so yeah. yeah here we go. <laughs> All I'm right. Excited to watch Green Knight again. Same. I've been looking for a reason for a while. Yeah. Now I can unwrap it finally. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> All right. Well, Matt, where can people find us on Letterbox? We're under Shot and Chaser Pod. That's right. You can also find us under the Shot and the Chaser Pod on Instagram or the Shot and the Chaser Podcast. You can also find us on Cringe Twitter at the Shot and the Chaser Podcast or at Shot Chaser Pod 22. Let's see what Matt's been up to. Always got the wisdom when we need it on Martin Scorsese saying cinema is not dying. There was a weirdly uplifting moment. I was like, I needed that. I needed. I know. I literally he said some pretty that. good things about it too. Like I. I because he's, he's known as the guy that is so negative and is always talking shit about other directors. But he, he really isn't. He's he's encouraging people to create. And he says some pretty cool things in that interview. I, I really yeah. like that interview. For real. Yeah. And we have a picture of the look at this photograph meme, but it's a picture. It's the picture from Terrifier 2 of the yeah. worst kill in the movie. Yeah. Terrible. And then Disney says signed a deal with Sony to take over all physical media production. And Matt says... Whoa! Dot 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 dot. I always saw Disney as being the leader of for physical media. Guess that power is shifting to Sony. Wonder if this is one of the last eras of physical media before it goes completely in- independent. Again, if you want to intern for the Shot in the Chaser podcast for our social media accounts, <laughs> yeah. it is wide open. It is. It, it is, is the most yeah. open it has ever it is been. The most open ever. But that is a true thought that I have in my mind, and that's probably yeah. why I shouldn't be running a social media account. <laughs> yeah. But I actually did want. Yeah, I did actually want to ask you guys about that. Do um, do you think that Disney giving Sony their physical uh, copies. I guess like I think it's distribution. I think it's a weirdly good move. I think Sony is much is known more for physical content, so I think it's a good idea to just put it in their Are hands. They? I didn't know that. Yeah, see, I always thought Disney was like that's why I typed that out. I, was, I literally thought that Disney was the leader when it came. Well, I to, think like Sony like can put out like puts out like their movies, but then they have like different variants. Whereas Disney is kind of like you have the Blu-ray or the DVD. And they're both pretty much the same. Or, well, I guess now the Blu-ray or the 4K UHD. There's not a lot of, like, collectiveness to it other than the fact that it's Disney. 
and it's usually more expensive, I think it's going to be cheaper moving it to Sony. This is just my theory. I don't know. Yeah. I, I could be talking out of my ass here, but I, I don't it's think a it's idea. a bad thing, especially because they're already partner companies. I think it's more of like a... Mm. It's like it's like Tyrano using a subs- subsidiary to be like, "Hey, do this." <laughs> okay. We're still technically doing it, but you're gonna do it now. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. As long as they're still making physical media. Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah we'll see. Because because Best Buy is definitely out of the picture. Right? Yeah, it's it's like they're, they're it's, like donezo. It's like a damn ghost town back there now. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see how many more major retailers are carrying anything. I'm, I will say, like, I went to Target the other day, and, like, it's, like, nothing. There's, like, a shelf. I'm, like, this is so sad. This yeah, is so fucking going sad. going away and fast. That's Molly was telling very... me that 28 Days Later is now a collector's item. People are selling their copies on Blu-ray for, like, $100 on eBay because there's just no print of it anymore. I'm, like, this is insane. What happened? All right, well. That's why I'm buying If I see a movie that I love, I'm going to buy it because I'm, like, God only knows what the future may hold for this. I bought Cloverfield on 4K UHD for $8, worth every penny. Yeah, that is a great find. $8? Right. If you guys find any movie that you like on Blu-ray, 4K, um, for like $10, just buy it. Yeah. You should just get it. Just so, because that way you always have it because you we really don't know what's gonna happen. We're we seeing that streaming we services just delete your shit, like yeah. yeah. And we might be overreacting, but that's I don't know. The future is kind of uncertain right now. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> for the theater church. So <laughs> the theater church. I, I labeled last week's episode that the, that the theater is church, and you're like, yeah, all right, theater church. I like it. I yeah. ain't complaining. Church of the theater. Church of the know. theater. <laughs> Well, until next week's sermon, I'm Nick. I'm Matt. And I'm Joey. Thank you guys so much, and have a good night. Peace! You know there's 75,000 different Earths in the Cloverfield universe?